This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. I'm fired up like a sparkler on the 4th of July. So much stuff out there going on. Not, not all of it good, though. But I do have some sex story coming up, so oh. Stay, oh, by, okay. stay by for that. Those are always fun. All right, so uh, unlikely sources of great common sense in just a second here. But first, let me get you why this common sense applies. The American media is targeting Jews. I can't put it any simpler than that. The media in this country... And I know there's people that email me all the time. What are you talking about? The media in this country is the greatest enemy we have. What are you talking about? Right? They're inciting violence against Jews. Think about it. Our media is talking to Hamas spokespeople, terrorist organization that beheads babies, burns babies, shoots grandmothers, and kills innocent partiers at a party. They talk to them? They t- yeah, they talk to them all the time. They what? talk to Hamas leaders, and then they report it as fact. Now, let me give you the facts on the hospital. The hospital in Gaza doesn't have a scratch on it. The missile that was launched was launched from the Gaza Strip by Palestinians, a sub-terrorist group called Jihad... Um, I can't remember the Why'd whole Why'd the name. media say it was launched by Israel and it hit a because children's hospital? Because they wanted to get the Remember Denzel Washington said this a million times. They wanted to get to the news before everybody else. And they hate Jews. It's amazing. Most of the media companies are run by Jewish people. They're more successful than most. I know that sounds, oh, you can't say that. Marlon Brando almost ended his career by saying that. But it's true. So I am surprised that these companies that have a lot of Jewish people working for them would allow anchors to get on there and expel Jewish hate out their mouths. Now, they don't do it directly. They go to Hamas leaders and they do it there. Look at Good Morning America yesterday. It's plain and simple. Let me get to this first. The missiles that are launched in Gaza, Hamas launches them, are made of plumbing material. They're not real missiles like we have in the United States or Russia. They're they're made they're they're homemade missiles. Like pipe bombs? 43% of them. Yeah, like pipe bombs. 43% of them fail. They uh, come apart before they even get in the sky. They have explosives in them. This particular missile they have on video, on video being launched right there in Gaza into the air and coming down in the parking lot of the hospital. 
500 people did not die. That was a lie. The hospital was not targeted. That was a lie. The missile failed and landed in the parking lot. How do you know that? You don't have sources like ABC. I don't want sources like ABC. They're all lying to you. I went right to Israel, and I went right to wherever you can get it. Any other country, probably get more truth than you get from our media. They'll show you the video where this occurred, and you can see it for your very self that this was not what they said it was. But yet in this country, we're very ambiguous on the news. Good morning, America. Yesterday with Martha Raditz. Israel is poised for a ground invasion into Gaza after the slaughter of more than 1,300 people by Hamas. This is a delicate and dangerous mission for the president. Promising Israel help with whatever they need to defend themselves. Israel, as they respond to these attacks, it seems to me that uh, have to continue to ensure that you have what you need to defend yourselves. And uh, we're going to make sure that occurs. Okay, he did that yesterday when he went over there, but there's more here from Good Morning but America. But this meeting comes after Gaza was rocked by a devastating explosion at a hospital. The Palestinians saying it killed at least 500. This is what I'm getting at. Shouldn't the first sentence have been, video proves that Israel did not launch that missile. That should have been the first sentence, but they always go with the terrorists first. I mean, it, it happens over and over again. And like most Americans, you're very busy. A lot of people don't pay, pay close attention. They hear that and they walk away from the TV. They got their news for the day. Oh, Israel launched a missile that hit a hospital and killed 500 people. It's, it's unbelievable. So unlikely sources. Listen to this. This guy's name is David Draymond. Does that ring a bell to you, Smoke? Uh, Draymond sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the Disturbed band. Uh, I think he's the lead singer or the lead screamer. I don't know what they oh, call Oh, the, the lead singer of the band Disturbed? Disturbed. Okay. He's got oh, extensive wow. family in Israel, including his brother, Jerusalem-based folk rock star and ambient musician, Ben Draymond. Isn't that funny? What, what, a, what a contrast. Right. Metal, ambient. <laughs> anyway, took to Twitter on his account Friday to write, The mainstream media's biased, libelous, and often erroneous portrayal of Israel in the current conflict has fueled a wave of anti-Semitism, the likes of which I've never, ever witnessed in my lifetime. Well done, CNN, BBC, Reuters, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC. You've set the stage for a new holocaust. Maybe you'd be satisfied when the extremist nutbags you defend so much who eagerly martyr their own children, who chant for the death of all Jews, not just Israel's, and whose ethics, morals, and values stand diametrically opposed to your own liberal views of freedom, of religion, gay marriage, pro-choice, and even democracy itself, strip the region of the only bastion of true liberty that exists in the region, Israel. Well, guess what? Never again, Jews. Never again. Jews aren't easy to screw anymore. And it goes on to say, you have directly endangered the lives of Jews everywhere in the world unjustifiably again. He's talking about the media. Yeah. There has to be consequences for such erroneous reporting. It's incitement on a level unprecedented. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, wow. it's, it, well, <laughs> yeah, unlikely sources, the lead singer of a metal band. Uh, he's right. He's 100% right. Even local media here, 35, 2, 9, 6, you watch them. They're, they're not even doing the news. Because well, it's the network. It all just gets rolled down the hill, and then you report it, and I'll just pass it to you, and you report it. And If I'm, you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. Uh, so what do you do? That's a great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? 
one of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility you all have to be to tell the truth, not just to be first, but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, including BS. Yeah, he's right. And it goes, I think it goes beyond that, too. Uh, I think it's just um, trendy to hate Jews. I don't know why that is. And we'll get an answer to that in just a little bit. I have a guy I want to play for you. But uh, just another clip here from uh, Good Morning America. This is Moa Langley. Just listen to the bias. Uh, this morning, we spoke with a senior Hamas official who is based here in Beirut, who insisted that Israel targeted the hospital in Gaza yesterday as part of what he characterized as an Israeli extermination war against the Palestinians. And he blamed the United States as being complicit in that war. That's an American journalist. That's a, that's our media leading with what a Hamas spokesperson, a terrorist organiza- organization that just burned families to death. Mm-hmm. He's talking to their spokesperson and leading with that story as if everything they're saying is gold. Do you do you see that? Am I crazy? I'm like, tell me, I'm I'm crazy. Dumb. Sometimes oh, I mean, you I'm, are, but at this point, you're not. What? I get you. I mean, well, you played some good examples. These people. I mean, I know this is sounds ridiculous and it, it goes contrary to our freedoms of speech but they're inciting violence against Jews that guy right there just Moa Langley on Good Morning America is getting people who otherwise wouldn't think much about it to hate the Jewish people just by what he's doing the way he's you know putting together his newscast I think yeah it's just funny to see the things we pull out as like oh this is bad oh this is bad like when Trump called a COVID the China virus yeah. yeah. It's like, how oh, how could you? This is sparking a- Asian American hate. It's like th- this is not. So anyway, about the footage that I just told you about. Uh it's out there. You can watch it. Uh Keshet 12 News in uh Israel. Uh, has the footage, and you could see there where the missile went. Here it is. Proof of Israel's claims that it was actually missiles from the Gaza Strip shot uh, uh, into the direction of the El Ahali uh, Hospital in Gaza City and not from Israel. These are This is uh, Channel 12's camera. It is a camera situated in the city of Netivot, and its view is of the Gaza Strip. You see the time uh, stamp on this. It's 6.59, and this is when it happens. We can pl- press play on the tape and you can see very clearly again this is channel 12's camera um you can show that you can see the rockets this is the uh left red stamp fired over the hospital which is the right and you can see the blast so that is proof of the fact that it came from the gaza strip uh a cam- uh, our uh, cameras channel 12's cameras uh, the president of the united states has already said it appears it was done by the other team meaning he uh, also realizes that it was shooting from inside gaza over the hospital wow. now never mind our own government they're incompetent but geolocating specialists in california did something better than the idiots in our government they geolocated uh, the trajectory of the rocket. They looked and confirmed where the missile exactly was launched from, exactly where it fell in the parking lot of the hospital. It never hit the hospital. American media ran with the lie that Hamas told them 
Why are they taking their information from terrorists? Because, number one, they hate this country and they think they know better than you and they want their narrative to be the truth. It's not the truth. There's people in Congress right now, you know who they are, the squad, who still believe uh-huh. that Israel hit that hospital on purpose. It's it. The insanity is at a level I've never seen. Who's the biggest enemy in the world today? Israel. Israel and USA. Oh, I don't know. Pause it. I don't know if you could hear. That's English. That's not a foreign country. This is freaking Boston. That is outside the public library. Massachusetts. These are pro-Palestine people saying the biggest enemy in the world today is Israel and the USA. Ladies and gentlemen, 72. 9% 9% of the mm, world is there you go. stupid. That's better. It doesn't better. matter what the truth is. Mm-hmm. It only matters what information gets out first. That's it. Denzel preached it just a few mm, minutes ago. Wow. That's from the Dear America podcast on Rumble. And that was, he's right, because I saw that yesterday too. That was in Boston, Massachusetts. People in yeah. America, living Ton, in America. Tons of them. Talking about how much they hate us. Well, then go away. They don't want to go away. There are a bunch of people that want to be here. They have an insatiable need to control everybody else. They want everybody else to think exactly like they do. It's called communism. It's called Marxism. It is what it is. That's what's infiltrated our country. And the media has totally bought it. And they're spewing it on you. And they're lying to you every morning. Every morning that I'm here, local news and national news is lying to you. That's not fair. No, it's not. I shouldn't have to do this stuff. I don't have to, but somebody has to tell you something. I mean, wouldn't you much rather come in and be like, talk about light and fluffy stuff? But it's important. You have a job to do. That sometimes you got to come in and tell yeah. the truth. Yeah, this is my country. I don't want to see this country go away. And it's going away. It's going away faster than I ever thought. We're losing it all. We really are. And, and the people shooting at us are right in front of you on the TV. Mm. They're right there. It's like over 50% of people don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You also got to blame the people. There's a lot of lazy people who think this is the way life is. This is an anomaly. This is not the way life is in other countries. The way you see Israel right now and all the people in the Middle East where they throw gay people off buildings, that's the rest of the world. We're not the rest of the world. What we got here is special and we're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to be careful. Got to be real careful. Here's another lie. The Pulse nightclub. Oh, boy. Yeah, this. What's going on here? I lived through this. 49 people were killed in 2016. Uh, City of Orlando is purchasing the property. I'm really grateful to the mayor. I'm really grateful to the city for finally moving us beyond the back and forth, the seven years of questions about what may happen with the space and moving us toward what I hope will be a, a space that's reflective of the entire community. In a written statement, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer said, quote, we are committed to taking a thoughtful, collaborative approach to understand the history of the effort to create a memorial up until this point and then working with the victims, families, and survivors to ensure there's a memorial at the Pulse site that honors the victims, those impacted by the tragedy, and pays tribute to the resiliency of Orlando. I remember that horrible morning like it was yesterday. It's awful. But there's, there's, there's reality. See, this is, there's realities you need to know about even this in the Pulse nightclub. Mm-hmm. And the reality that I think most people don't realize in this community, also real, $2, mil- $2 million we're spending on a nightclub, Oh, people are not happy about that. Did you go to the Fox 35 uh, Instagram? Because that's where I saw it, where they posted that they were going to purchase this property. They're voting on it, I believe, on Monday. 
City of Orlando not happy about it. Well, you know, mostly because I'll just read you some of them. Yeah, yeah. It said, uh, so we can't purchase any kind of homeless shelter. We can't get the homeless vets off the street. Uh, when can we opt out of how our taxes are spent? Not the best use of our tax dollars. Where are all the donations that were misappropriated or stolen? Thank you. Uh, to go to Pulse originally. What happened to that money? What happened to the million dollars of donations that were made? Um, I mean, people are people are really upset about this. Nobody's saying that there doesn't need to be a memorial. It was a horrible, horrible thing that happened. Yeah, absolutely have a memorial, but like we already kind of, how much money was already paid for? Oh, that? They spent millions already. On it was a design. Like $6 Remember that? million? Dollars? They had a $40 million design for this thing. And then they already bought the property and figured mm-hmm. out that it wouldn't work there. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, now what? But what's the bottom line here? What's what's the bottom line? The bottom line is, I mean, in, and we said it off the air, we're talking about this. If this had happened at a 7-Eleven, would all this be going on? Would there be memorials and would there be like, you know, all the stuff going on? No. 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 If it was just people. You know what? It was just people. Because he didn't target that nightclub because there were gay people in it. That's not why he targeted that nightclub. That was all garbage. That was the narrative because you had somebody sitting on city council that's an opportunist worse than an ambulance chasing lawyer that just has to insert herself in the middle of everything and make everything about her. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's human nature too. But some people take it to the extreme and she wanted to virtue signal how great she is and how much she cares more than you do, obviously, uh, to her. What was weird was... A writ- and people don't know this, and you don't have to listen to me. You can go watch the documentary. You can read the stories. I mean, because I watched the whole documentary. I think it's called 49 Pulses. It's really hard to watch. I'm just going to warn you. Um, but the shooter, he was a member of ISIS or a wannabe member of ISIS. He was a terrorist. He's mm-hmm. going to go to Disney first. Too much security there. Picked out a random nightclub out of the phone book. And when he's on the phone with OPD, they have the call. Like, if you watch the documentary, they air the actual phone call. He says, you have to tell the American people to stop bombing Syria and Iraq. They're killing a lot of my people. U.S. is doing too many airstrikes. Tell the U.S. government to stop doing airstrikes on Syria and Iraq. This was a terrorist attack because of what U.S. was doing over in the Middle East. That's what this had to do with. But we turn it into a homophobic attack because that gets more emotions going, gets more flowers at the moment, gets, gets, gets some certain people who get involved that don't shouldn't be involved, more accolades. You know, oh, she's so great. Oh, she cares about her, the gay community. No, no, this had nothing to do with that. Unfortunately, it was just murder. It was just murder by a, a terrorist. Crazy, yeah, it was a crazy terrorist that was a horrible, horrible monster that did a horrible thing. But some adult has to sit down at some point and tell people the truth, just like with everything else. This is what actually happened. And cut out all the crap. Stop stealing our money. You know, and, and what are they going to do with the building? Well, you know, some people are saying it's bringing people... Uh, what's the word? Comfort to be able to have a memorial. People that lost people in the shooting or know people that lost people, family members, things like that, which I 100% appreciate. Who doesn't? But what some people are saying in the city, according to a lot of these comments, is why don't we try to use that $2 million for the good for the people that are still living here in the city? You have so many yeah. people that need help in this city currently. Why aren't we helping them? The amount of money that's spent, been spent so far by this councilwoman and her uh, minions could have saved... Well, okay, you want to take it down the, the, the uh, LGBTQ route? Okay. A lot of confused people out there stressing. They haven't come out yet or they come out and they're not accepted. You know, all that stuff. Why not pay for some of their issues, you know, to be 
to you be dealt with. You have coalitions out there like Zebra Coalition and all that that are there for LGBTQ youth. Money could go to them. Kids that are kicked out of their homes by their parents that have nowhere to go. You could be helping them. And they talk about that all the time. They have to be accepted and loved. Well, why don't you do something for them instead of spending the money to put a memorial up to look at yourself and go, look how great I am. I did that. See, I just, you could have already had that. You could have already had the memorial already. Like, 2019, the One Pulse Foundation purchased land to build a museum and the whole thing. A Three and a half million dollars. Yep. And right the there on Cayley Street. It's not... I know the museum was going to cost forty million. It was a boondoggle. But then, but then that's that's and that the was issue already... that I don't understand. So you spend forty million dollars on a huge monstrosity. Well, they didn't spend that. No, they didn't spend it, but they were going to. They already bought three and a half million dollars of the land. Some of that money came from the county. I know, but my point is where I'm going with this is let's say they went through with all of it. And then they say, but we don't want it to be a tourist attraction. Well, why are you making a big, humongous thing and planning to spend $40 million if you don't want people to go there? What's the? It makes no sense. No, they want people to go there. They just want people to go there for the right reason. Well, it's just, <laughs> I mean, all that money got given to what? The One Pulse Foundation? Yeah. The nonprofit that everybody got paid for and the money went to what? Buying land that there's nothing on right now? Yep. Well, I well, think there's been a lot of debate on what do we do? Do we leave it the way it is? Do we tear it down? Because believe it or not, some of the family members and some of the victims are like, I don't want it there. It's a terrible reminder of what no, happened to my family fa- member. One of the mothers. Yeah, she was on TV all And she was like, week. I've seen no money. My kid was killed in that horrible, horrible massacre. I've not seen a single dime. They've no. done nothing for my family. It's the have- Black Lives Matter of, of uh, you know, terrorist not attacks. Not everybody feels that way, but this is one a story of one specific family that does. That's crazy. It really is. Anyway, um, do you know that the typical uh, one in three people had no partnered sex in the past year? Wait, what? I'm sorry, what? what? One in three people have had no partnered sex in the last year. You mean diddling themselves? (laughs) No, no. People have partnered sex, not the diddling themselves part. uh, I guess I'm confused. Sex is usually like a two person thing anyway. Another person, yeah. So I'm not sure. Well, it depends. I mean, some people consider uh, are these like does not not include one night stands. It's like people that are your partner. It can can include one night stands. Read that again, because that didn't make any sense. One uh, makes one in three people had no partnered sex in the past year. I don't understand. So what they haven't had any. Sex is. It means they haven't partners? been with somebody. They've been with someone. In other this words, isn't that okay, difficult? Just, well, you could leave out the word partnered. It was no. That's sense. the headline. That's here's what, what I don't understand. Here's what he's saying: one in three people haven't had sex with another person in a year. They might have had their sex with themselves. That's not sex. They're not counting it. Yeah. So they're, they're not counting that. So in other words, one in three people have not had sex in a year. That's a rough Is that day. what you're saying? Yes. You want to blame somebody? Blame Debbie Hibernick, director of the Center for Sexual Health Promotion at Indiana State University. Thanks a lot, Debbie. <laughs> She's the one who wrote the headline, <laughs> quoting eight sex myths that experts wish would go away. Everyone else is having more sex than you. Men oh, want sex more oh. than women, and et cetera, et cetera. You can check it out. She's uh, published the whole thing at the School of Public Health. A year, huh? University of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, a whole year. Oh. Boy, (laughs) I would be just a crabby. That makes a lot of sense, though, because you go around town, you're like, why are people such jerks? Yeah, is that why everybody's so mad? That makes a little bit more sense now. I get it. And not getting their dinghy doodled. Hmm. Finally, uh, United Airlines will soon prioritize window seating. What is going on here? Why can't the airlines stop doing stuff? They're like the government. They keep changing things. I don't know. 
Anyway, good news for flyers who opt for the window seat. Your boarding zone will soon be prioritized. That, I mean, you know it makes what? Sense I've been saying this for yeah, I've been saying this for years. I go, why do they let everybody in that has seats in the middle first? Because then I, you have to climb over everybody. Well, a lot of the airlines, it's uh, they'll just give you. You don't have your seat, like depending on what airline it is. If it's you don't have a Southwest seat, Southwest that does that. They'll yeah, they'll just line you up according to when you check in, and then you just get on the plane and you sit where you want to sit. Your seat, yeah. Well, hopefully this will be picked up by the other airlines. One airline right now, Chicago-based carrier, uh, according to ABC News, starting October 26th, will board window seats first, yeah. middle aisle second, outer aisle third. Wow! But that's only if you have an assigned seat, yeah. yeah and well, here's, yeah. here's no. the problem, though. What's that? They're going to start upcharging for the window seats now. No, they're not. They so you can board that. first? Duh. Where'd they say that? They'll find a way to do it, man. They always do that. Oh, God. Just, just, just It's a double-edged sword. You might be loading the plane faster, but now they're going to be like, well, since you get to get on first, that's going to be $20. Well, the next one in is going to be United. They said uh, this come makes sense. Oh, God. You did something that makes sense? Yeah, You're I was going to say. corporation? Wow. Really can't be serious. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do it next, and uh, you'll hear- Do you hear think them. they're doing it to save face? Because United doesn't have like the greatest reputation as far as flying. I've, I've always had good experiences on there. It's really Frontier that's lost my luggage and maybe sit in a folding lawn chair that's screwed to the plane floor. <laughs> it wasn't United the guy, the yes. ones that, uh, because... Dr. The- Dow? Poor guy got dragged off the plane on his back with a bloody nose because they just didn't have a seat. Did he ever win money from that? Oh, How did oh that- yeah. Yeah, he won a ton of money. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He, he, well, like he didn't, he didn't do anything. or something like that? He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. There was no seat for he it. He yells they, it. <laughs> he says, where's my seat? I paid for it. And they drug him off the plane. Out. They gave him a bloody nose. They dragged him on his back all the way through the plane like a hunk of garbage. Wow. Boy, uh, we had fun with that for like a week straight. week. It was like a <laughs> month. Yeah, so... We're now ready for boarding on United Airlines. We'll start with first-class passengers. All others, please refrain from flipping the bird at them as they walk by. (laughs) Next up, passengers with weird emotional support animals. Really? A llama? Boarding next? Karens. This may take a while. What? Actually, you are speaking to the manager. Okay, next up, drunk passengers. This will go quickly. Most of them are in the Karen group. Boarding next, members of the Mile High Club. Just be aware that our bathrooms cannot fit two people. They can barely fit one. And lastly, all window seat, middle seat, and aisle seat passengers. Quick note, you'll all need to check your luggage because at this point, there's no room left in the overhead bins. Again, thank you for flying United and enjoy your flight. Just kidding. There's no way you will. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. If you're interested in baseball, I was just going to do a quick recap on the uh, MLB League championships that are going on. Um, Phillies are leading the series with them, between them and the Diamondbacks, 2-0. to zero. They have another game tonight at 5 o'clock. Uh, the Texas Rangers are leading the series against the Astros, 2-1. Astros, to one. They have another game tonight at 8.07. So Texas and Philly, let's see. Hmm. If it keeps going the way it's going, it looks like it'll be Texas and Philly. Don't tell my husband I said that. He'll be very upset. Why? What does he want? He's a humongous Houston Astros fan. Um, but they cheat. Yeah, I know. But the MLB let go of it, so I'm thinking you can probably find a way to do that, too. So bad. Well, I got you think oh. that was the worst one? What was another one? Was it Roseanne Ro- Barr or was that the National Anthem? Oh, that was the National Anthem. Yeah. Okay. But I would I would have liked to see Biden try to sing that. Oh, God. Take Why? me out. Take, 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 take uh, me out. Oh, uh, anyway. Out to the, uh, well, I don't have time to go into that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some stores are trying to ease the cost of inflation and kind of uh, help you out a little bit around the holidays. Yeah, my so buddy Reggie say. took me to a ball game one time. I don't know. Um, I won't get into that. <laughs> so Walmart and Aldi are lowering their prices for holiday meals, so they say. Hmm. Trying to uh, kind of help you out. Is Ooh, it a Black Friday thing where they jack up the prices now and then lower it for you in a week and be or, like, look? Or my favorite is they just print, because you know you can print a label, right, that says, let's say, for kicks and giggles, let's say it's a turkey. Let's say the turkey has always been $2 a pound, two fifty a pound. You can make a label that says, used to be $4, now $2 a pound, when it's always been $2 a pound. Like, you, all you have to do is print the label. There's uh-huh. nothing that says, have you ever gone into a store? Uh, I went shopping yesterday. I was looking for something, and I was like, oh, wow. And it said, used to be, this was a sweatshirt, by the way, a sweatshirt for a 12-year-old um, that said, used to be $60, now 40 And I thought... What? When was that sixty? Not a whole, exact. That was my point. I'm like, I feel like it's always been forty, and you said used to be sixty, now forty, and you're still getting the same price for it. I don't. Well, feel it's like, like the uh, that's the theory behind the factory outlets. Uh, they're not their clothes are made specifically for, for the, the factory outlet. Yeah. You're not getting any. You're not getting the store. This the, the clothing from Marcus Welby. And Whenever I have friends that Marcus specifically Welby. are like, hey, we're gonna go out to the uh, to the the outlets. You want to go? I'm like, no, it's a ripoff. Why would I go out there? And I have no desire to go to the outlet stores. I understand like when you have family come in from out of town like my husband has family that comes in from other country from Columbia yeah. that they don't get stuff like that there so they, they love, don't no they don't get it's the same crap it's, it's oh, the, no. different prices for like it's so jeans and stuff there are outrageously Where there? expensive Where? in Columbia 
Oh, I oh, in, oh, I thought you meant Columbia University. I used to have a roommate. She worked at the. <laughs> Why? Uh, what is it? What's the makeup place? Sephora. Yeah. Yeah. She said Brazilian women would come in and spend thousands yeah. of dollars. Oh, his family thousands. would come and spend so much there because on they makeup can't. alone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. two grand just for face powder. Yeah. That's a lot of makeup needed. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, well, they said that they're cutting prices on holiday things, Walmart, Aldi. But it's it's funny because I saw yesterday. And I love Costco. A lot of people this year, according to a thing that I read, are not wanting to make their own meal this year. They want to get mean? they want to get pre-made stuff. They, whether they go to Costco or Holiday Ham or wherever it is, and they want to go in there and and say, "I got the thing. All I have to do is pop it in the oven, or it's a fully cooked turkey. All I have to do is warm it up." Some people, you know, if they're busy, no, they, I, I totally agree I get with it. hundred percent. Here's what goes on: one person, usually uh, my wife, mm-hmm. has to cook all day. Everybody's drunk, watching mm-hmm. some garbage on TV, some reality uh-huh. show. She's in the kitchen working her ass mm-hmm. off. Then it comes to three o'clock. Everybody eats in ten minutes and goes and throws up and she's still cleaning. Well, it's so funny six. because there's been a couple of years. It's funny you said that. There's been a couple of years where me and my family have like gone to Hooters, s- skipped Thanksgiving, so to speak, and gone on a vacation for the long weekend. Yeah. Because for the the price of the food, yeah. the cooking, the cleaning, the cleaning of the house, getting out the linens, cleaning up afterwards, packing up the all of that, it's like for the same price, I could go on vacation for three days. Absolutely. And go relax. You're right. You know, and my mom has, sometimes I remember where, this has this happened a couple years ago, she'll go, I'll eat a turkey sandwich. I'm fine with it. I'd rather be sitting by the pool looking at the water, eating a turkey sandwich with a drink in my hand yeah. than cleaning up all day. Turkey isn't that great anyway, just like the skin, that's it. Well, here's the funny thing. I don't eat it. <laughs> I don't eat the turkey. My son doesn't eat the turkey. Well, well that's right. So you have they're, 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 a whole bird for Harold? No, so it's Harold, my parents, Harold's mother. Um, sometimes Elliot's dad will be here. If he's not out of town, he'll be at the house. And it depends on who else. So, Because sometimes we have people drop by. Yeah, but weird. We always, I never got the invite. Everybody, like, you always go to Rick's diner. Yeah, And now you have good, a girlfriend, actually. so yeah. I assume you always go with her somewhere. Do you have... Do you eat the tofurkey like on rainy? I know. I don't, eat, I don't eat any of that stuff. I just eat all the sides. I'm a stuffing gal. Well, tofurkey is, to, you, is you, tofu turkey. You could just give me a whole mound of stuffing and gravy and I'm a happy gal. Gotcha. Um, but Costco, getting back to what I was going to say, because you know, every year we do this thing. Every year we do, Thanksgiving doesn't have to be expensive. You can get the turkey, you can get uh, bread for stuffing, gravy, some potatoes to peel to make some mashed potatoes, some rolls. It doesn't have to be an expensive holiday. I have a butterball coupon somewhere. But, you know, if you pay for convenience. Yeah. So if you want everything prepared for you where you don't really have to do a whole lot, it's going to cost you. So the meal at Costco, you do really get a lot of it. You get a turkey, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, green bean casserole, corn, some biscuits. You get a pie. You know how big those pies are. And as um, long as you're forklift certified and you can move the pallet. Right. It's it's <laughs> so much food. It's $200, but it, to some people That's might- not that bad. Right. They might say, 200 bucks and all I have to do is go pick it up. Done. I'll feed you for a month. And yeah. you know who else is serving up a whole turkey for you? I don't know if it's a whole turkey. I misspoke. Or if it's a turkey breast. Because um, if you don't have a lot of people, some people just do the breasts. Mm. It's- Popeyes, Popeyes really? is doing Cajun roasted turkey for Thanksgiving oh, that you can go and pick up. But they're the chicken people. I know, but they're doing turkey and oh. Cajun roasted. That sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's turkey, turkey, and I don't care how many times you cook it, basted, injected. Breast turkey breast is dry. I'll tell you what, though, I love the smell. I don't know if it's a childhood. Oh, it thing. smells great. Yeah. Waking up in the morning of that memory of smelling Macy's turkey, Day Parade, the Macy's Day Parade, turkey. Yeah, yeah it's but, just that smell in the house. I love behind I like to get all one of those, those big the theme park emus. I was that hurt my head when I found that out. What? We're gonna get a hate email about this though. What's that? I mean, it's a rumor. 
that you well, know, like when you go to, to like the fair and like a certain theme parks and stuff, they have like the the turkey. It's a leg. turkey leg, but you see how big the thing is. Have you ever been to a Thanksgiving yeah. dinner? I don't care how big the turkey is, and seen a leg that large. It's like a no. medieval size, like hunk. No, of no. It looks like a dinosaur bone. Renaissance Festival always has those. What, right. what are they from? They're not from turkeys. Rumor has from? it they're emus. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. I mean, look really? at the size. You ever I seen a turkey like that? that? What, a baby emus? Take that leg that and big. try to put it on a turkey. You know how big that turkey would have to be? Are you serious? I mean, I, think about it. Be the turkey the size of our mini fridge. I'm not saying it's <laughs> true or false. I'm saying that's what I was told as well. Really? Okay, Interesting to think about. We'll have to get to the and then bottom have you ever, of that. Have you ever been with someone that's gotten one? It's a really dry leg. It's oh, yeah, yeah. Sinew- sinewy. Is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, sinew. Um, <laughs> crazy. Okay, speaking of food, Rick might like this one. You ready? Mm-hmm. I told you about this off the air the other day, but I didn't give you the details at Costco, since we're talking about Costco, which I think has one of the best food courts ever. I mean, it's junk food, but I love it. Rick, what is it that you always get at Costco? Is it like a Caesar salad, cheesy roll? I get it. Sam, I go to Sam's. Oh, okay. Costco's not near me. But when I have a chance, I go to the one here in uh, Altamont. Yeah. Okay. So Costco has this new, it's not them that's doing it, but someone on TikTok did it. So now everybody's trying it. It's a viral new sandwich made with three food court staples. You ready for this? So apparently you slice open a Costco chicken bake lengthwise and you make it like a hot dog bun. Then you stuff an actual hot dog into the slit right. and take a layer of cheese off of the pizza slice and put it on top of that. Wait. Then you top it like a hot dog with onions, ketchup, mustard, and relish. Can I rewind the cooking video? How, how do I do that? You take the Costco chicken bake uh-huh. and you cut it lengthwise and you make it like a hot dog bun. Like okay. cut it down the center right. almost like a lobster okay. roll. Then you take an actual hot dog and you stuff it inside of it. Then you top it with the cheese from the cheese pizza. Like you peel mm-hmm. the cheese off of the cheese pizza and put it on top, and then you top it as if it were a regular hot dog. Okay. Apparently, it went viral on TikTok, and everyone's flipping out over it. What do you do with the other half of the pizza? I don't know. I like that crust is my favorite part. Fill it with rogatino or make it like a calzone with it. I feel like I would put it underneath and fold it like one of those Taco Bell oh. thingies. Okay. Anyway, if you want to try it, there it is. I do. And his ears are perking up. And Whoa. finally. Uh, Elon Musk is, I don't, people are getting mad at this, but I get why he's doing it. He's trying to eliminate bots from Twitter, the X, excuse me, formerly known as Twitter. And so what he's going to do is he's going to implement a yearly $1 fee if you want to post on Twitter. Now, what some people do on social media is, I know people that do this on TikTok, they go on, they don't post anything. They just want to go be the looky-loos and they want to scroll. You did that for a while, right? You're yeah. on TikTok, you don't post anything, but you go no, look. Don't. So I know a lot of people that do that on Twitter because they love to go see all the fights that are happening, but right. they never post anything. If you want to be someone that's able to post on Twitter, he's thinking about charging a $1 annual fee because this weeds out the bots. Right. Right? Um, that's a good thing. I, I would think it is, and it's only a dollar. I don't feel like that's super unreasonable. Oh, we no, we pay a lot more for a lot less. How do you pay for it? See, a lot of people are post putting their information. Yeah. In the Twitter Corporation, you know, processing. Yeah, but right. you give that stuff to Netflix and to Apple yeah, and that's to true. everybody else. Netflix you know? went up again, by the way, FYI. Um, and of Amazon it did. And Amazon Prime, I believe, is going to go up soon Great. as oh, no, well. They're, they're charging for the video. That's what they're doing. They're not yeah. going to give it to you for free the, anymore. So if you want, like, commercial free Prime video the way you have now, you're going to have to pay, like, an extra three bucks a month or oh, something boy. like that. But, of course, so you know that what this turns into. This is a big... You know what match between Bezos and Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. I am Jeff Bezos, and I'm here today for one reason because I'm happy 
<laughs> now, why the unbridled ebullience? It's Elon Musk's continuous failures with X, formerly known as Twitter, also known as a $44 billion money pit. <clears throat> it fills my tiny black heart with joy to learn of his latest scheme. Elon wants to charge all X users an annual fee of $1. <laughs> Judging from the backlash, that's roughly one dollar too much. When will he get it through his thick musk melon that no one wants to pay for things on the internet? I mean, show me one instance where... Oh, wait. There is one website where 200 million people pay $139 per year. <laughs> I almost forgot about that prime example. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. In Atlanta, in a very upscale suburban neighborhood, you know, some people have investment properties and they rent them out and stuff like that. Some of them are from out of state. You don't know exactly what's going on. You know, you get the uh, the lease in the mail. You approve the uh, new tenant. Uh, you know, maybe they do a little little tiny background check. You know how that goes. You've yeah. rent, rented apartments and houses before, so... I guess they didn't thoroughly, well, they didn't thoroughly vet what's going on at their house because apparently some squatters got in there and they've been there for four months. Whoa. Four months. Four of them. The neighbors, here's what kills me. The neighbors noticed it right away. There was stuff going on, people in and out all yeah. hours of the night. Gunshots in the backyard. Boom, boom, in what? the air. Yeah, yeah. Parties going on. A lot of music playing. Boom, 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 boom. Scantily clad women coming in and out, identified later hey as strippers. Yo. Yeah, it was crazy. They were running a strip club what? in the home. <laughs> Right there in a very fancy neighborhood. We knew something was very wrong over there. Neighbors say for the last four months, the people in this home have kept them up all night. Sleepless nights, people have to work. They say they smoked marijuana and partied <gasps> all night long. Oh. A lot of partying. They had a um, illegal strip club on the weekends. Wow. <laughs> Nice. What? Yeah, yeah. Where's so that? Okay, okay, so so a license plate reader that was uh, positioned in the main street just before you get into the uh, subdivision spotted one of the license plates. It was a stolen car. So the cops finally, after four months, what? neighbors have been calling for four months. Hey, all this crap's going on. Come over here. And they can't do anything until nah, there's a stolen car. They drive around, but when they saw the, you know, the license plate, stolen car, they made their way over there. Very disruptive. Very disruptive. They reported it all to police, but the problem persisted. Then Sunday morning, an officer got an alert from a license plate reader that a stolen car was at the home. SWAT was called in, and the driver wouldn't come out. Once they got everyone out, though, officers searched that home. During the search, other reported stolen items were recovered, as well as another reported stolen vehicle. Police say they found stolen IDs, credit cards, and a stolen gun. What? A local councilwoman lives in that community. She says the people found inside the home were squatters. Yeah, and, and the, the, the best thing about the story is they were running a strip club out of the house. That's insane. Now that they're shut down, husbands in the neighborhood are like, oh, Darn crap, it. damn, I have to drive all the way to downtown. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because that happens more often than you really realize. My ex-husband's a real estate photographer. Yeah. And he texted me the other day and he was shooting a vacant home, which is 
I wouldn't recommend these, especially these days, but shooting a vacant home and in the middle of his shoot, a squatter just walked out of the master bedroom. Wait, what? Walked out of the master bedroom and like walked out. It, thank God the realtor, I think, was getting there at the same time and she had to call the cops. But like in the middle of the what? shoot, the house is vacant, you think it's empty, and somebody just like, hey, in my mind, I'm going, oh, he flushed the toilet and walks out of the bedroom. Let me <laughs> like, just grab my towel, I'll be on my way. Yeah, and wow. he was like, uh, where'd this guy come from? Just came out of the master bedroom. That oh. is pretty scary. So he's just hanging out in there. Yeah, it's just living there. That's what I'm saying. If, you, if you're if you selling a home, it's not very smart to have it be a vacant home because people can just go in there and... Yeah, run their own strip club, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, usually we make fun of the TSA, but in this case, I, I sympathize with them because what is, what is, what are people doing? And when's things all the guns that you people carry around their suitcases? I don't remember putting it there. Well, this is weird. They confiscated... Custom and Border Protection and TSA confiscated at a Chicago O'Hara's International Airport. Two passenger luggages found to contain 15 pounds of raw goat organs, including goat organs, including trachea, <gasps> hearts, lungs, oh. livers, kidneys, an entire digestive system. Ew! Oh my gosh! The bags were destroyed to limit the risk of livestock disease and plant pests spreading from the Republic of Congo. Oh where the passengers were arriving from. The bags also contained a pound of unknown meat. Oh, that's like what they serve at the cafeteria in high school. Unknown meat. Unknown meat. Where was this coming from? Congo. And two pounds of garden eggs because they needed something to fill in the uh, rest of the space that was left empty. Oh, my God. (laughs) Garden eggs. What's that? That's disgusting. What is a garden egg? I don't know. It's like ones you dig out of the ground. But tracheas, hearts... Intestines. Why? I don't know. Maybe, Selling them? You have? Is it a delicatessen? Maybe they were going to make at? some pate. Maybe. Ew. Yeah. So. Oh, now what? And you just think, yeah, throw it in the suitcase. Why not? Yeah. 70-year-old escort by the name of Caroline was asked, uh, what's your body count? Hello. You know, you what know does what that mean? How many people? I, I hear body count. And I think of dead people. What's the body count? Body count is uh, how many customers she's had. Number. Oh, oh, okay. How many people you slept with? Number of men you had sex with. Gotcha. Uh, she said a thousand, which Whoa. is yeah, but that's kind of. She, remember, she's been in business for three decades, so she, yeah. that's kind of low because if you figure you got 365 days a year, let's say she Are you works. Make us do math. Yeah, let's say she works 300 days a year, so that's uh, 30, 300 men, unless they're repeat customers. But let's say mm. there's 300 different men. Do the count. One year, you got almost one third of it's your like time. That's only one client a day, too. Yeah, it's 333 people a year. If yeah, you so, so she's been working for 30 years. So maybe she only has one guy a week. Maybe she maybe this is a part time job. Either way, she's 70. She's. And she's still retired, going, or right, this is or done? No. I don't know. No, no, she retired. That's why she's on TikTok right now announcing her retirement. Um, her customers actually made great comments, said she's got great granny skills. Yes, oh. that's right. I'm well known on the circuit. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Well, I mean, she was. You don't have to know, for but $100. She's <laughs> probably somebody's grandmother. Can you imagine that being your grandmother? Telling you her stories from when she was an escort? Yeah, you get that birthday card in the mail, wonder where that 20 came from. <laughs> oh, gross. Covered in white powder. <laughs> I mean, you could think that about any money, I guess. True. Yeah. Police are investigating after a North Carolina man's body was mistaken for a training dummy. Here's <clears throat> what happened. The body was on the training grounds for the police there, and uh, the landscaper came in, China Grove Police Department, and started mowing the lawn on October 10th. That was just a week ago. China Grove? Really? Yeah. He uh, started mowing the whole lawn, saw the body there on the ground. He thought, oh, training dummy. 
mowed oh. around the body on October 10th. <laughs> wow. Mowed around the body. Did his job. Got left. <gasps> left it there overnight. Next morning, uh, police arrived at work and discovered the body of 34-year-old Robert Owens. During the investigation, cops learned that the groundskeeper saw the body, thought it was a dummy, training dummy, and left. So it wasn't reported. <laughs> yeah. The China Grove Police Department, another worker at the property, reported the body to authorities that morning along with the police. Don't know how uh, it got there, but uh, there you go. Oh, so I mean, I guess it's a clever place to put a body. Who's going to look? Yeah, exactly. The loss of a loved one is never easy, but decorating your house for Halloween has never been easier at Frankie's Funeral Parlor slash Halloween Superstore. Yes, if you'd like a little bit of extra cash, bring your dead loved one's body to us and we'll repurpose it as a Halloween decoration. My grandmother sadly passed away, so I brought her to Frankie's Funeral Parlor slash Halloween Superstore and they turned her into a mean old witch. She looks so spooky and we made 200 bucks to put towards the funeral. Thanks, Frankie's Funeral Parlor slash Halloween Superstore. You're welcome. So what are you waiting for? Your loss is also your gain at Frankie's Funeral Parlor slash Halloween Superstore. Turn your deceased loved one into a Halloween decoration today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Fair and Ferris. Sometimes I feel like uh, I'm just being redundant and I'm driving people crazy, and maybe I am. Yeah. But I feel I need to say this okay. over and over again till Cows so, come home. Yeah, because it's, it, it, first of all, I can't believe it's happening like this. And I wonder how many people actually know. First of all, let's, let's start on the periphery instead of just honing in on what the real problem is in our country. World leaders around the world, obviously, duh, uh, sometimes stuff's written so bad, um, journalists, activists, people all over the world are actually parroting what the Hamas terrorists are saying. There, nobody questions it. Now, let's say, for instance, let me give you some of the places we're talking about. In Jordan, a mob flooded the streets of the capital. Amman and attempted to force their way into the Israeli embassy compound. In Beirut, capital of Lebanon, protesters surrounded the embassies of the United States and France attempting to storm that building. Protesters also targeted the headquarters of the United Nations Mideast program in the capital. The United Nations building was set on fire. In Turkey, mobs of angry Muslim men convened in both the capital, Ankara, and the largest city, Istanbul, as well as several other mid-sized communities to protest with violence. Mobs also took to the streets in Tunisia, Morocco, Yemen, Iraq, and many others. Iran, of course, supports all these protests, and they support Hamas. In the United States of America, people rushed into the capital building. Mm -hmm. It was an insurrection. It was bigger than January 6th, if you looked at it. You could see the footage of 300-plus people being arrested inside the Capitol building. Right, row. Shouldn't they be put in jail for two years without representation or charges? Yeah, what happened there? Look how that worked out. And then be uh, indicted and given ridiculous sentences like 20 years for breaching the Capitol building? Uh -uh. I don't know. I mean, just, isn't that, didn't we, don't we have precedent? No. Guess not. Mm -mm. So while this is all going on, um, 
all these lies because it's all lies. Oh, it's not a lie. They really targeted that hospital. No, they didn't. That's a fact. And in the words of Joe Biden, Jack. It's a fact. I didn't know that until you told that to me, believe it or not. You had to send me the video. And I was like, wait, what? Okay. In Israel, Keshet 12 anchor Yonet Levy and the footage of what actually happened. Uh, this pretty much, by the way, we have Congress people in this country. They're still denying after watching the video that it actually happened. They're telling you that what you can watch on a video right now as we sit here is not true. You could see the video geolocating specialists all over our country, not the government because they're incompetent, looked at this, confirmed it. The missile was launched from Gaza. It failed and it crashed into the parking lot of that hospital that they claim Israel bombed. Wow. The hospital doesn't have a scratch on it. 500 people did not die. I don't know the exact count. Nobody wants to see anybody dead, but it wasn't 500 children. All the crap you've been hearing was generated by the terrorist group Hamas. And we have people in this country that work for our media that repeat the lies of a terrorist group. I can pl- I played two people earlier. I know. One from Good Morning America, the other from ABC News, that without even doing any investigation, got out there and said, we spoke to a spokesperson from, Mama, from Hamas. They're talking to terrorist groups and they're regurgitating their propaganda on our media, on ABC, on CBS. It's crazy. Anyway, the missiles hit a parking lot and American media ran with the lies. Miranda Lambert here, who's uh, not Miranda Lambert. She's a country singer. Yeah. Well, she could sing it in country is. <laughs> but uh, Miranda, De- Miranda Devine, oh, okay. New York Post, talks about how the media is lying to you about what's going on in Israel. And they are actually inciting violence against Jews. Think about that. Our media is inciting violence against Jews all over the world. Palestinians say... Oh, yeah. Let me just read some of the headlines before I play her. Okay. Some of the headlines. We could tell you where the stuff was going on, but some of the headlines across the world. Uh, hold on. And what did I do with it, stupid? Hold on. I'll hold. Oh, okay. Apparently I lost it. But the New York Times is the biggest offender. The New York Times headlines were... Oh, here it is. I got it. Okay. New York Times. These are the headlines. Now, this is in a span of four hours. Mm-hmm. This happened the night that the hospital blast occurred. New York Times, Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. That's the headline at midnight. Then two hours later, then 500 dead in strike on Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. Uh Two hours after that, at least 500 dead in blast at Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. So it went from Israelis killed 500 children in hospital to at least 500 dead in blasts because they started to see what really happened. They went out there and told a lie just to get it out there before anybody had the facts. Ah. That's the New York Times. As long as you're first, people follow you. Isn't that something now, Miranda Devine? Palestinians say... Uh, which you saw in other instances, that's purposeful. It's intentionally bearing the fact that they knowingly were regurgitating Hamas terrorist propaganda. Uh, Again, quoting terrorists rather than just waiting. Why should you even just say there's been an explosion at a hospital in Gaza, full stop?
because for a number of reasons that you know even it, most recently, going back to 2014, the last time Israel had boots on the ground in Gaza, the, it was widely reported that Hamas stores weapons inside hospitals and schools, that these missiles misfire uh, by, uh, by Hamas 30 to 40 percent of the time because they're made in part from old water pipes. Now, don't you think, I mean, think about this, even our local news, uh, 35, 26, 27, 9. Don't you think they should have this? Shouldn't this be on the news there? Shouldn't shouldn't they be talking about this hospital? Because they did come out when the when the hospital blast happened. They came out right away. Yeah. Suspected Israeli missile hits hospital, 500 dead. Well, it's all about first. And then now there's nothing. There, you you think they would be running the fact that this daddy didn't even hit the hospital, hit the parking lot next door. You think that they would be out there now saying that. They don't have no. to apologize for lying to you. They should, but they won't. Well, the news leaves out everything. I mean, I haven't seen the Capitol thing once today. Not once this morning, when January 6th was all over the news the next morning. Well, because we have more uh, shocking and grotesque things to show you. Yeah, but there's still other news in the world. No, no, no. It's really just what sounds the most terrible that gets you to stare at the television for an extra five seconds. I mean, all they have to do is replay the uh, Israeli anchor on Keshet 12 television. Proof of Israel's claims that it was actually missiles from the Gaza Strip shot uh, uh, into the direction of the El Ahali uh, Hospital in Gaza City and not from Israel. These are This is uh, Channel 12's camera. It is a camera situated in the city of Netivot, and its view is of the Gaza Strip. You see the time uh, stamp on this. It's 6.59, and this is when it happens. We can pl- press play on the tape, and you can see very clearly. Again, this is Channel 12's camera. Um, you can show that you can see the rockets. This is the uh, left red stamp fired over the hospital, which is the right, and you can see the blast. So that is proof of the fact that it came from the Gaza Strip. Uh, cam- uh, our uh, cameras, Channel 12's cameras. Uh, the president of the United States has already said it appears it was done by the other team, meaning he uh, also realizes that it was shooting from inside Gaza over the hospital. Yeah, Biden did say that. Um, good. Good, we had one person say, but I mean, this is, and now all over the world, all these places, Jordan, Turkey, Amman, nobody's going to tell you no. or, or any of their people that because they'll get overthrown. They'll get, we're having protests even after that, after the facts came out that Israel did not blast that hospital. We have people in this country still calling for the death of Jews. Who's the biggest enemy in the world today? Israel. Israel and USA. Oh, I don't know. Pause it. I don't know if you could hear. That's English. That's not a foreign country. This is freaking Boston. That is outside the public Boston, library Massachusetts. Of Boston. These are pro-Palestine God, people saying man. the biggest enemy in the world today is Israel and the USA. Ladies and gentlemen, 70 Nine percent of the mm, world is there you go. stupid. That's better. It doesn't better. matter what the truth is. Mm-hmm. It only matters what information gets out first. That's it. Damn. Yeah, it's sad. Damn, but damn. True. Yeah. 
Now, Jews in this country arming themselves. Good. Everybody's like tense. You know, everybody's looking over their shoulder. Monday night, this group of Jewish women taking an introduction course on guns. We need to make sure that our communities are well prepared. Guns these days. And God forbid if anything should happen, we know how to handle a situation. The rise in anti-Semitism is something, unfortunately, that has been progressing. David Kowalski owns a Florida gun store in Hollywood. Since Hamas's brutal mass murderous attack on Israel, he says his sales have multiplied. Triple, tip over a normal business. Andy Tenenhaas says most of the men in her synagogue are arming themselves. We said, what about the women? We need to do the things we need to do to prepare, to stay safe and to be able to use a gun, God forbid, if you ever should need one. You know, it's interesting. got a message from somebody yesterday that said, oh, thank God I'm not Jewish. I said, are you Christian? They said, yes. Well, guess what? You're next. We're next. Yep. Absolutely. It's a war on God, 100%. I don't know what to say. I mean, these people, first of all, the people that are protesting are the same people. The same people that are all about, oh, diversity, equality, inclusion. We, you know, everyone, everybody's racist and, and you're all racist against black people. <laughs> Here we are with the anti-Semitism and that's okay. They're Jewish people. Why do people hate Jews so much is the question, right? Well, Thomas Sewell, he's a uh, scholar. He has 45 New York Times bestsellers and he talks about why people hate the Jews. There are people who, 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 have, been, who have succeeded an awful lot in the midst of other people who have not. Uh, years ago, one uh, official of one of the Jewish organizations in New York asked me, well, what can Jews themselves do uh, in order to minimize the hostility they face? And I gave him a one-word answer, fail. <laughs> because as long as you succeed, you're going to be hated. So the source is su- uh, success. It's not only the success, it's the success starting in poverty, as the Jews did in the United States and in, other, in many other countries. Uh, and so they, they, you, you not only see them succeed, you see them rise up uh, from, from the bottom past other people, and the people they've passed don't like it. But there's also the fact that the role they play economically is, has never been understood. We're, we're, we are such hypocrites in this country. Think about this. Put the Jews aside for a minute. Let's talk about Asians. Universities in this country, we just had a kid last week, had a 4.42 GPA. Mm-hmm. He had every qualification in the world to be accepted at all the top 18 colleges, universities. He was rejected by 16 of them. Why? Because his skin color was too light. He's Asian. He's Asian. We, we have this thing, not just in this country, but in all over the world, human envy. <laughs> Somebody does better than you. You don't go, that's good for them. God bless them for really working their ass off and succeeding. No. Most people are like, damn, they make me look bad, so I've got to hate yeah, them. why do they get it and I don't get it? You know, because they don't want to do the work. And you know what? Some people work their asses off and still don't succeed. But if they keep going at some point, you'll make it. You know, but that I, gives you a sense of integrity that you've worked hard for what you have. I should have quit this job 14 cities ago. <laughs> you know, it's true. That's a great insight. All right. So enough about the media here hating its own country. But uh, let's move on to how having fun is getting too expensive. Fun, 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 cause I can't afford to pay to play. Fun, fun, cause I can't afford to pay to play. That's right. 
It's getting way too expensive uh, to have fun. Ticket prices for live entertainment events from Taylor Swift to National Football League to Woo! baseball to games to going on vacation. Expensive. To, to going to attractions like Disney, Universal, Ugh. theme parks all over the world. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned sporting events because I was trying to get some baseball tickets. And Psst, man, good luck. it's like 200 something dollars for baseball tickets. And they're not even awesome seats. Used to be four bucks. I know. Have a hot dog. You been in the movies lately? No. That's a $60 adventure. It is, because my son loves to go to the movies, so we go frequently. And even even with like a $5 coupon that I get, because we go a lot, yeah. it's still, I mean, you got a family of four, even with two kids. Let's say you get two adults and two kids. That's not without. That's not with food either. No, he's right. That's not counting food or anything. It's a 60 plus thing. Yeah, it's like 20, $22 to $25, I think, is the last couple times I've paid for a movie ticket. It's a lot. Nearly 60% of Americans say they've had to cut back on spending on live entertainment and fun this year because of rising costs just out of control. I don't have, like, I'm pretty good about budgeting and I'm pretty much a stickler about it. And I used to have an entertainment category. That category's gone. I don't even have it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I'm cutting out (laughs) stuff that's like, I can't even do that anymore. I'm like, disposable income entertainment? That's hilarious. So, homeowners must earn $115,000 afford the typical U.S. home now. That's wow. 40000 more than just a couple of years ago. How much you have to make? 40000 more. Oh, than you used to make? Yep. 115 is the average. Now, let's say you oh. live in the Bay Area. You need to make at least 400000 to buy a home. And I'm not talking about- Damn. I'm talking about just a- Well, that's crazy. That that's cost a toilet. of living there is It's insane. a toilet and a tool shed for yeah. that. All right. Let's go down to metros such as ours. First of all, we'll start with uh, Miami and New York. Okay. If you want to buy a home, and I'm ta- again, when I may say home, I'm talking about- Just a regular- Regular, you know, three-bedroom- 1,800 to 2,200 square feet. Okay. Kind of run down, needs a new garage door, maybe the roof's not that great. You have to make $143,000 annually. That's up 33% from just a year ago to move to Miami. How about Orlando? Orlando, it used to be $83,000 a year you had to make just to afford a average home in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to make $108,597 to make a mortgage payment of $3,580 on a house that is maximum worth of three eighty. It's right in between uh, between ouch and boing. Go to Zillow, wow. look up homes that are three eighty, and I'm, see what you get. I'm doing yeah, that right, right now. In oh. Orlando. Yep. Yeah. Good luck. Like this one's three thirty nine that I'm looking at. This isn't this is in Orlando, but it's uh the uh, like Maitlandy area. Yeah. A teeny tiny. Yeah, teeny tiny. tiny. This is a uh, thousand, twelve hundred square feet. Twelve hundred square feet. Holy crap! And it's three bedroom, two bath, which means bedrooms are really so that's tiny. That's a closet. Somebody turned a closet into a bedroom and just so still, they can list it as three bedrooms. Yep. Oh no! An estimated still monthly payment is over twenty three hundred dollars a month. Isn't oh, that come on! And, and that's, that's, for that's a tiny little postage stamp. I don't think that includes property taxes too, because you no, put it, you put PMI or you put regular insurance on there, and all of a sudden this thing turns into thirty two hundred dollars a month, and it's twelve hundred square feet. The apartment I had in Maitland when I moved here, back here for the third time, was 1,200 square feet, and I paid $850 a month. Well, that's the issue I was running into. My apartment is like 15. With our terrace, it's like 22-ish right. of space that we have to live in. And all the houses, because we were looking to move into a house, all the houses that we looked at were half the size and twice the cost. Right. And so everyone's like, why do you live in an apartment? Why didn't you buy a house? I'm like, because it makes no sense for me to spend more for less space right now. Right. All right. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? All right, here we go. Uh, let's see where he is now. I don't even know where you are right now, sir. Former President of the United States, Donald Trump. Good morning. 
Don't ask me. I've been traveling too much. I know. Hello, Stacy, Jill, Smoke Crack. Hey, before we start, I want to officially announce that I believe Joe Biden will ultimately be the winner of the Bob Barker lookalike contest for Halloween. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yeah, I see a little bit of resemblance bit. there. Just a little bit. So uh, how's it going today, sir? We heard a woman was arrested during your civil fraud trial in New York yesterday after she attempted to approach you. Are you okay? I'm fine. You know, she was a harmless fan, Jill. I, I had my Sharpie in hand. I was ready to autograph her cleavage that she was motioning me to do. I'm, I'm sure you get the same treatment at your restaurant, right, Stacy? Uh, uh, no, not not quite. Uh, anyway, you call the civil fraud trial in New York a distraction from your presidential campaign. Total distraction. Uh-huh. Completely a distraction. I, I should be where my people are, you know, in Iowa, showing off prize-winning hogs at livestock conventions. They're tremendous people who know a lot about pigs, believe me. <laughs> so how do you manage to conduct a campaign for president with all these legal matters swirling around you? Well, it, it's incredibly difficult. It really is. And it's a real tragedy. You know, all that time that I'm wasting in that courtroom when I should be out at rallies in New Hampshire, you know, selling my all-new Make America Great Again quarter-zip fleece pullover made from the finest materials, definitely not imported from China. Right. Well, sir, as you know, another judge has imposed a gag order on you. That's the second one so far. You've said you'd appeal the limited gag order in the D.C. federal elections case. If you could speak to that judge there, what would you say to her? First of all, I would meet with her in person, and I would take her gently by the hand, and in a very soft voice, I would say, Sweetheart, I can see that you're clearly very unhappy because of that husband or wife of yours who's obviously lousy in the sack. But (laughs) taking it out on me, who's absolutely spectacular in the bedroom, that's just never going to help. She's just a lonely, miserable woman, Stacy. And I would make a joke about how she could use a bit of an imposing gag right about now, too. That would be rude, but it's it's not my style. All righty. Could we just go back to the question? Her name is Judge Tanya Chutkan, which rhymes with shut can. And I'll tell you what, somebody should go right in there and shut can her ass right off this case because she's just horrible. She's horrible. All right. Now, now you didn't just stop at appealing the gag order, sir. You went far as far as saying you're willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. You would go to jail? <laughs> no, no, no. What are you, crazy? I'm not you willing said, to do that. You said Look, that. I say, a, I say a lot of things that I don't actually mean mean. Come on, guys. You know me by now. Like when I tell someone their new haircut looks great. Or like when I say to my son, Eric, no, I don't think you're a complete moron at all. <laughs> uh, former President Trump, it appears President Biden is trolling you, sir. His reelection campaign just joined your social media platform, Truth Social. Wow. Oh, wow. You see what you just did there? What? That was the first time the words Biden and truth have ever been used in the same sentence. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yes or no, sir. Uh, do you have a problem with the Biden campaign engaging on Truth Social? No, no, of course I don't have a problem with it. Everybody's welcome to join. It's free speech. In fact, I'd like to officially welcome Joe to Truth Social. And I heard that he was able to download the app on his big wooden record player from 1903 with a giant horn on it. All by himself. (laughs) Really? Look look at Joe. He's actually very tech savvy. Yeah, he asked Siri how long she had been dead and when she was alive. Did her hair smell like fresh flowers? Okay. (laughs) 
Thank you for calling former <laughs> President Trump. I, I kid crooked, Joe. I really do. Right. I mean, it can't be easy being president while having a younger brother who texts nude selfies. Right. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, yeah, we uh, talked we, about Frank the other day. Yeah. For sure. Matter of fact, on the AARP Grinder app, Frank Biden <laughs> is trending huge. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world uh, gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. It's not stupid, never boring. Jill Bob true crime stories. I didn't think we were going to get the details this quickly. Yesterday we were talking about how Jordan Vandersloot, he's the one that was the uh, main suspect in the Natalie Holloway case all the way back from uh, 2005. This is crazy. When Natalie Holloway went on spring break in Aruba, I'm sure you remember that story. She disappeared. Uh, she was declared dead. Her mother never gave up on the story. Vandersloot bribed uh, mom, Natalie Holloway's mom, into giving him a bunch of money and then he said he would tell her what happened to Natalie. That didn't happen, so he obviously got charged with wire fraud and a couple of other things. He was already in jail for another murder and they gave him a plea deal. They said, tell us what you did to Natalie, tell us where you put the body, and we'll give you a plea deal in this wire fraud case. Well, he did. Whether it's the truth or not, I don't know. But what he said, according to him, was when Natalie walked off with him, uh, they started making out. He made some sexual advances, which she then declined. Uh, he kept trying to press her. She kicked him between the legs. He kicked her in the head, and then he beat her with a cinder block and killed her. Wow. Then he walked her body into the ocean. He let her body go. Went home, looked at some porn, according to him, and uh, went to school. And that's that's how that went. And it was just him working alone, apparently, because originally there, might, there were talks of maybe another guy. Uh, a lot mm. of people, I know me included, thought maybe she was sold into human trafficking uh, but no he murdered her that actual night wow dude and then you just leave and go to school like nothing ever no, it's, a, it's a killer it's you know here's what's crazy so uh Vandersloot, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison on the extortion case that uh, will run concurrently with his 28 year sentence in peru for the other killing um He's not been charged with the killing of Natalie, even though he admitted to it, because he cannot be tried in the U.S. since it happened in Aruba, and Aruba's statute of limitations on murder is only 12 years, so he's not getting charged with her murder. Unreal. So this is um, Natalie's mother talking about finally knowing, because I can't imagine all those years just having not having closure. And I think the not knowing is worse. You know, the, the knowing is shocking. You brace yourself. You take the hit. But the not knowing is the never-ending nightmare, and that's worse. I can't even imagine that. And she did have something to say about his behavior. How could he have murdered her? And then he goes home and checks the soccer scores, gets on a porn site, and gets up, takes a shower, and goes to school. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what kind of a cold... Tune in again for more bad people doing crime things with Jill Bucko. Yep. Sad story. I'm glad the mom finally got some closure, though. Did no conscience. None. No. Um... Here's some outdated technology. There's a couple things on this list that I'm okay with that people still love to use. Uh, number one, watches that only tell time. We have yeah. all have the Apple Watch that does a million other things, but some people have a watch that only tells time. My husband's one of them. I saw some ads because the Christmas ads are coming out now, and I love watches. I used to collect watches, but not anymore. But I saw some watches that were just amazing looking. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're really going to spend $1,500 on a watch that doesn't tell you how far you've walked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Like a dress watch because you know <clears throat> my husband will wear his his was gift uh, it's a very nice watch a gift from his brother and he'll wear it if we're like dressed up because you know apple watch don't really look good no with no you're right i know but still 
Uh, other things that people use that are outdated that people just still love to have on hand is a calculator. A lot of people have it on their it, phone, but I they say, just phones. That, that's a thing. Yeah, I got a calculator on my phone. I use it. I, I found another. I found a calculator in the junk drawer yesterday, a real one. Yeah, we have two. Yeah, I was like, what am I going to do with this? Stained, because dirty. We have two, and the kids uh, in school are allowed to use actual calculators. They cannot have their phone calculators, but they're allowed to use an actual like hard plastic calculator. Do you remember in school the Texas Instrument? What do they call it? Uh, the graphing calculator. Yeah, you had to bring that. I, I, that's when I I didn't go anymore. We had Stop. one for physics and all that. There's scientific calculators that well, do all kinds of There was all equations. kinds of things on it and figurines and things. Figurines? All kinds of googly. No. Strange buttons. I don't know how to work Dude, the Google when, later. When they hit me with that calculus and then a trigonometry, even the word trigonometry, I get hives. Trigonometry oh, so. I can do. Calculus, because trigonometry's got enough shapes to where it like it is. Yeah, but I don't know. It works with a visual component of my brain. Then like that, that's that. when Geometry's I knew I was good. academically insufficient. Calculus. I'm like, why are you trying to do math with letters? This doesn't this doesn't make any sense. Shockingly, um, I had an excellent chemistry teacher, <clears throat> and because of that teacher, I was so good in chemistry and physics with all the equations and everything. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I something clicked, and I I give credit to the teacher because of the way he taught it. Something clicked, and I remember I got I soared through chemistry. And God, physics. I don't know how you do. I, I don't that, know either. It's Chinese. Chinese to me. I can't even, I can't mm-hmm. grasp any of it. And I'm not normally that side of the brain. I'm normally the creative, the creative right. writing. Like that was my jam. It wasn't like the technical, but for some reason, and I, again, I credit the teacher for breaking it down in a way that I could understand. And I was really successful in that class. Thank goodness. Yeah. Teacher broke me down. I didn't know what to do. Well, I, quit. I didn't go. I didn't go. Another thing that people still use, this is the one that I do, is a, a, a notepad and a pen. I, there's something nostalgic that I love yeah, about I a clean notepad and a pen, mm. writing on a notepad. It's I, nice, especially I, if you got a good pen and it rolls real smooth. I did it the other day, and I sent a picture to my brother, because my brother and I play this, this game daily, this Halloween game, and I was making a list, and I sent it to him. We do this thing um, where each day, it's really just an excuse to talk to my brother every day, but every day we send each other uh, a character, it could be <clears throat> television or, or a movie, uh, somebody that has a uh, epic role in a movie. So it could be whoever play. It could be you know Michael Keaton from Beetlejuice. It could be uh, Bill Murray from Ghostbusters. You know, and we go back and forth, and we do it once a day for the month of October. So I was keeping a list, and I was writing it on a pad, and I'd go back and look to see which ones he had already picked and which ones I had already picked, and I took a picture of it, and my brother goes. You write things on a pad? He's like, I was just going back and looking through the text. I was like, I know, I'm old school and I'm 100 years old. But I just like a pad and a pen sometimes. Right. Um, let's see what else. Uh, some people use a double-edged razor. Oh, wow, yeah. Is that something that you're not, is that old school? Wow. Yeah, yeah are you no, kidding me? You super put it, old. You put it on the razor and you screw the lid down. It looks like a garage door closing. Wow. And then, yeah. Uh, film cameras. I don't. I hated those when they were out. Um, I think they can be fun and nostalgic, dude. But you used to go to. The, you used to have to go buy the roll of film. It lasted three and a half minutes. It was shaky, and then to get a process was. It was expensive back then. Yeah, well, it's like, more expensive now. It was three dollars to get the film, seven dollars to process, and then you got home. You had to put it on the fifty dollar projector, which at that time was might as well have been, mm-hmm. you know, five thousand. Oh, it's thirty dollars to get a roll of film developed now. And why would you? Um, you know, it's some photos you don't want geo-located and tracked and attached to everything, and then you just want you, some fun you, photos. Are you Rockwell? Are you somebody's watching me all the time person? Uh, do you guys not read the news and know anything about technology? No conversation on the earth is private anymore. Dude, they're looking at you, you right now through the camera there in that room. Mm-hmm. They probably are. Yeah. Phone's listening right now and everything. The last thing on the list is something Rick loves, and that's when people still write checks. 
<laughs> now that I'm past. I got it. I have to have once in a while. You have to have a check. Yeah. So no cash, cash everything. Yeah, but if you write a check at a supermarket, you're dead to me. Well, it's hilarious because even with my rent, so they started charging. We have always paid our rent online. It's like a little app, and you yeah. go and you pay your rent. Well, just out of the blue, because everybody has to charge you for everything. They're like, "Oh, it's going to be a three dollar processing fee." So we're like, "So if I hand you the money and I write a check and I walk it down to the office, I don't have to pay the three dollars." They're like, "No." I'm like, "But that's more work for you." So just at a sheer principle, like half my building walks their checks down now and hands it to them. They're Good. Like, You're not getting another three dollars a month out of me. Here's your stupid paper check. What a scam! I know. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Um. Fast food customers, this is insane to me. This goes along perfectly with what I'm talking about, how they want to nickel and dime you for every little thing. Now, this is happening in Pittsburgh. It hasn't happened here in Florida yet, but there's only a matter of time. Fast food places like McDonald's are charging a fee for paper bags, even in the drive-thru. Oh, come on. What do you mean to do? Dump the fries in my lap? They said there's a new city ordinance. This is specific to Pittsburgh, and they have no choice. Uh, that's forcing their hand. So if you want a paper bag in the drive, what are they supposed to hand you the things one by one? Were you carrying it? You're supposed to bring your own. For I don't crying out loud. I don't understand. I don't either. It's only ten cents, but it's if you paper. get a lot of if you get a lot of drive-through, then that's a lot of money. And they're saying it's happening to fast food places all over their city because they banned plastic bags. But what what does it have to do with paper bags? Yeah. They said you can either bring your own bags or pay a fee. It's 10 cents. 10 cents? Yeah. How about bite me? For a paper one. Why do I keep paying more for less stuff and then paying extra charges for the thing I just used to get anyway? And and I went to a grocery store the other day, and it was really funny because- Everything costs more, and you had to bag all the stuff yourself? Well, that too. <laughs> Isn't that something? But usually, you know how like if you go to Aldi, Aldi's, it's cheaper, but you bag your own stuff and you bring right. your own bags, right? So this was, I can't even remember which one it was. It was a higher-end grocery store. And you went in, and I realized, oh- you have to bring your bags in here too now? That's weird. They had no bags. However, yeah, we're trying to cut back on plastic. However, you could buy these reusable plastic bags that you can use up to 20 times for the low, low price of a dollar. So wait, you're not going to give me the plastic bag for free, but I can purchase a plastic bag from you. And then it's okay, as long as I pay you for it. So maybe the purchase plastic bag is less toxic to the environment? Is that it? Because it? it's reusable. You can use it up to like 20 times. It's really oh, sturdy uh-huh. and durable, so you can use it multiple times. Can I play this again? Sure. Let me get this straight. I can go to the grocery store and buy a pound of sliced ham in a plastic bag, a loaf of bread in a plastic bag, a gallon of milk in a plastic jug, a pack of napkins in plastic wrap, a store-made salad in a plastic tub, plastic bottles with ketchup or mustard, but they won't give me a plastic bag to carry it home in because the plastic bag is bad for the environment. Make so, it make sense. So if you go to the uh, cashier and you, you say exactly what she just said to the cashier, or you say it to a customer that's got their little hemp bag from Hemp R Us World, Saving the Environment Coexist, I Voted Biden. If you go in there and you do that, uh, they just look, they, they, they get, it's almost like the circuits short out and there's smoke coming from their collar. The girl looked at me and was like, I know, you're right. Oh, well, that she, was a smart yeah, one. Though. Yeah, she was like, uh, like, what's she going to do? She doesn't own the store. No, I know, there, I you know. know. But, but, but that, that was a good answer, yeah. though. You know, as long as you, as you know, is 
I was a, like, but this, it's, a, it's just another it's, plastic bag. She's like, uh, I know. It's the ones that don't get it that, you know, it's like you go in there with your dirty, disgusting hemp bag, you yeah. know, to pick up your nice new fruits. Publix will still do plastic bags. They're one of the only ones. Walmart still does plastic bags, too. But Publix will still do plastic bags. In fact, they'll give you a whole chunk. Like, I... Write me if you want. I like the plastic bags because I use them for the cat litter. If you have cats, uh, and you that's scoop what I it. do. Yeah, it's my and little for lunch. My little garbage bags for my bathroom. It's my perfect for that. Yeah. So if you go in there and say you don't get enough plastic bags, they'll let you take like a whole chunk of them. They're wow. like, here you go, and they put them in there. Oh God, I need bags for the cat litter. Here you go, take some. There you go. I have a bunch of little old ladies in my Publix. They're awesome. Back in my day, I just get a bag. Right. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed the plethora of Barbie costumes that are puking all over the Halloween stores. Did you see the their Halloween costumes? It's not even a good one. No. Which is strange, but it's you're going to see Halloween is what, a week after next? Yeah. Uh, you're going to start seeing Halloween events coming up this weekend, next weekend, and you are going to see a Barbie invasion. Coming soon to a Halloween party near you. It's... The invasion of the Barbie costumes. The Barbies are taking over Halloween, and there's nowhere to run. Too much pink! My eyes are burning! There'll be so many Barbies, you'll actually miss those lame costumes from last year. I'd give anything to see just one sexy barista! There's nowhere (laughs) to hide. They're everywhere, and when you least expect it... Finally, I love your Dracula costume. I'm not Dracula. I'm Vampire Barbie. No! (laughs) Invasion of the Barbie costumes. Don't try to escape. You'll eventually become one of them. Me not zombie. Me zombie Ken. Crazy, right? Crazy talk. No, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestad. Now, we've heard the story before, so I'll dispense the details. Guy crawls into a convenience store ceiling, falls asleep. Cops come. Philip Hickman arrested. There you go. He was okay. sleeping in the ceiling? Yeah, in one of those hanging tile ceilings like we got at the diner. I don't know how you do that because yeah. you're going to have to lay yourself over a bunch of like rods and cables. Yeah, I feel cables like you'd fall through, no? No, yeah, he, he reaches down and grabs a taquito and then comes back up. Yeah, he broke a bunch of lights and tiles, $1,000 in damage. He's messed up. He was uh, sleeping up there. This this story blows my mind. You see, I always talk. we talk about the stories about catalytic converters being stolen, but yeah. I never realized why. I know they're worth some money. I thought, you know, hey, you know, maybe you get 50 bucks a piece. I didn't know this. Listen to this. Three members of a California family pleaded guilty Monday to conspiracy for their role in a ring that shipped $600 million worth of stole, stolen catalytic converters from California to New Jersey. Whoa. Yeah, according to the federal prosecutors, brothers Tao Su Vang, 32, Andrew Vang, 28, and their mom, Monica Miao. The mom? Yeah. 58 were all part of the National Network of Thieves, dealers and processors who provided the stolen auto anti-smog devices to a metal refinery worth more than $600 million. Whoa. Well, they, they, there's like a platinum alloy that they use to make the catalytic converters. Right. That filters the whole thing out, which is why people cut them out. That scrap metal's worth a decent amount. That's really? amazing. 21 mm-hmm. people from California and New Jersey have been charged in the case. The three <gasps> Sacramento family members pleaded guilty to conspiring to transport the devices and return for more. Just, just for the devices they had, $38 million. Whoa. $38 million. Jeez. Wow. That's nuts. 
Like, I, what, why am I not in the life of crime? I, well, well, you know, you got to crawl under the car and cut the thing out. Well, you and then the odor's coming out with a bat, and he hits you in the crotch because you're under the car. No, and- I'm sure the two wangs there didn't do that. They probably were the leaders of the ring. They didn't go crawl under the car. Exactly. Maybe- you got to work your way up, though. You think so? Yeah, you get I'll 10 mufflers, under- then you get uh, go to the next level. It's like Scientology. Dude, it's 30. <laughs> It's $38 million. Okay. Uh, this this story was really great. Okay, so this, they're building a new church in France, but we got an eco-mob there, much like we have here. These people, I don't know what they want. Do they want us to be cavemen again? Then they'll protest a fire. Not sure. I mean, it's just, <laughs> what, what the hell's wrong with you people? Okay, the earth is not going anywhere. We are. Mm-hmm. So pack your crap. So anyway, these eco-protesters were out in front of where this church is being built, the Catholic Center is where it's being built. It's called Saint Pierre de la Hon. <laughs> That's what it's called, Saint Pierre de la Hon. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, so they were holding up signs with these uh, PVC pipes and everything. This nun comes out of nowhere. I got the audio. It's not the audio doesn't do it justice. I mean, she is Gronk. She's a linebacker. She's rushing a nun in the full habit. What? Completely dressed in nun gear. What does she do? Comes nun out of, gear? Tackles the protester. What? Runs into him so hard, he goes flying over the curb into a big pile of mud, and she goes with him. Here she comes. She's running. Boom! Right into the mud. Then they break the signs. She's doing the Lord's work. She is, man. I'm telling you, if you get a chance to see the video, it's very satisfying. Sister McGillicuddy, Nebraska State. But what's funny is because you, you see the video, you read the story, and you go, oh, you know, the church, and it's so solemn. And you see the church in the background being built, and you see all the priests is there, and there's a couple of nuns. And then out of nowhere in the video, this nun Bam! is coming. I mean, she's coming. She's awesome. Boom! Guy goes over the curb, into the mud. She's on top of him, and she starts breaking his sign. It's awesome. I, I want to I meet with her. I love it so much. Do you? No, not really. Okay, moving on. You know I'm bad, bad, I'm bad. Come on, you know. Don't you call me Pudgy Portly or Stout, so tell me once again. Fattest states in the country, West Virginia. Uh, okay, not much to do there. Eating would probably be a priority, I get it. Second fattest, Louisiana. Third fattest, Oklahoma. Really? They have the fattest population, those three. Laying claim to the highest proportion of adults with body mass index. Get this. Over 40%. Whoa. That is Whoa. like a death I think, I think isn't like over 20 Over 24% considered, is, is considered pre- overweight, right? Yeah. I mean, they get a little carried away because a, lot, do. a no. lot of it has to do with, you know, you build your body and all that. But I mean, yeah. when you start to get into 30 percentile, you, you want to back off the cheeseburger. Well, you know. 40% is death. That's Whoa. that's bad to have that amount of fat on your on your person. That's hard. That's hard to and function. Leon's getting larger. Well, the largest data, the largest, the latest data from the CDC is looking grim, says Jamie Brussels of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, a health-based <laughs> philanthropic organization. 22 states had an adult obesity rate of above 35%, and that was up from 19 states just a year ago. COVID helped people eat more. And when we look back at a decade ago, no state had an adult obesity rate over 35%. Now we're, we're just so... Huge. Stop it. Cut it out. I have a glandular problem. And 
and beer can make you that way. John May, a 25-year-old from Britain, is striving to drink 2,000 pints of beer in 200 days. What? Because I've been drinking. Simply okay. because he can, he says. Oh, On the okay. one hand, you're essentially killing your liver. On the other hand, he's raising money for a foundation. He's all over TikTok oh. right now, boasting his soon-to-be $8,000 uh, contribution to a cause he helps in Great Britain. So, uh, But he's going to drink that there's 83,000 followers right now. He's going to drink 2,000 pints of beer in just 200 days. Well, it relieves Whoa. anxiety. Beer? Yeah. <laughs> After I have two beers, my mouth is like... <laughs> I'm so anxious all the time. I wish there was help. Now there is with Drink It All. Drink It All? What's that? It's 10 beers a day for 200 days. Ugh. Why? Because you can. Yes, you'll love the way you feel with Drink It All. I used to be nervous about everything, but now I'm so relaxed because of the Drink It All. Drink It All. It's the, um, my, my doctor told me to have it. It's 10 beers. You got a problem with that? Huh? I'm sorry. I love you. You're so cool. Oh, man. Uh, the room's spinning again. Ask your doctor if Drinkatol is right for you. Side effects of Drinkatol include dizziness, throwing up, and thinking people are more attractive than they really are. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Time for more Drinkatol. <laughs> Drinkatol. Try it today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I'm not always like this in the morning. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. The world has gone crazy. All right, it's, uh, the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Biden went over there yesterday to Israel to inspire, to get them going, to, to go to Netanyahu and go, man, you go get them. Oh, yeah, you defend yourself. You, I'm behind you 100%. It's, I'm just, you do it, man. You go. This is how it went. It was very, very exhilarating and inspiring. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man? Said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, mm-hmm. "It's not we need uh, not just uh, well. I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time." Oh. What? Okay. Have you been smoking marijuana? Oh my God! Makes me want to. But you know we're used to this now. He gives up on uh, just about you know anything he's talking about. For all the various disabilities, is staggering. It's staggering. Maybe have a soul and a brain and don't regurgitate (laughs) a terrorist propaganda. Anyway, I don't know what that's going on here, but that's the wrong thing. Isn't he supposed to speak today? Yeah, he's supposed to speak today. I'm sure he's going to be just as inspiring. Oh, boy. God, what are we going to do? Well, you know the the prediction for today. What? Did I tell you this earlier? No. Prediction, what he's going to say today is that we need to send another $100 Uh, over to both Ukraine and Israel. I don't know where we're getting it from, but... Just keep printing money. Just keep printing. It's unsustainable. We're done. We're done. We're done as a nation. But this is what I wanted to play. It's not the first time he's given up on a speech. For all the various disabilities. That's not it. Why did I label that wrong? I don't know. Doesn't matter. You have everything labeled strange. Let's get to the point here. So Biden goes over there for a photo op so they can run it on a commercial, say how virile he is, how energized and how powerful and strong and commanding and a leader, a true leader that went to Ukraine in the middle of a war and then went to Israel in the middle of another war. And look at him. And he's incredible. And I'm sure they're going to use AI to get the old guy footsteps out of the way. You know how he- I was going to say, I don't think they're going to get that footage unless they fake it. They're going to have to. They'll do it too. I don't have any doubt. Meanwhile, DeSantis, he's just the governor of Florida. He's not like the president. 
He's actually doing something. It's amazing. to. I'm, I know. Look, if Trump's the nominee, I'll vote for him. I don't care if he's in jail or they've got him tied down to a, you know, wherever. Yeah. But if it's DeSantis, I think the guy, he has a problem, but he would make a good president. If you can get past his lack of charisma when it comes to being in front of a lot of people in a debate, because that's mm-hmm. what his problem is. He doesn't have, he doesn't ooze that Trump vibe cake kind of charisma. Mm-hmm. And even vibe cake's a little contrived. But Vivek Ramaswamy, Mama Wami? But Damn. you know, the thing about DeSantis is he's, he, he might be rehearsed, but he's always prepared. Always prepared, organized, intelligent, uh, driven, and efficient. Mm-hmm. And here he is. He's actually getting Americans out of Israel while Biden is sleeping. We have a lot of Floridians that are over in Israel. We've got great uh, synergy between our state and that, and that country. So we knew there'd be people that wanted to get back, many hundreds, maybe even more than a thousand. And they were not getting any luck with the State Department or with the embassy. So I did an executive order last week uh, activating Florida emergency response uh, to be able to bring planes in there and take people back home. Yeah, I mean, he gets results while Biden's off, I don't know. LLJ, cool, Jay. Now, listen to this. So, it's it, it gets worse. Uh, so, yeah, if you're an American stuck in Israel, don't bother calling the State Department. They're not going to help. These incompetents are not going to help. They can't do anything. What do they do do is they send some Americans, you know where? They don't fly them back home. They put them in Greece. They strand them in Greece, and DeSantis is doing something about that. Now, we didn't limit it to just Floridians because if there's people that are struggling to get to Georgia or New York or whatever, uh, we're all Americans and we want to help people. But it is it is limited to Americans. I'll tell you this, though. Um, you can come across the southern border and the federal government will fly you all across the country free of charge. They'll put you up in nice hotels at taxpayer expense. They're not charging the illegal aliens. Yet they're going to charge people fleeing a war zone and then dump them in Greece. They're not even bringing them back to the United States. So we have more flights coming. Uh, Next one will be tomorrow morning. We are taking people from Israel, but we're also going to stop in Athens, Greece to pick up people that the federal government may have stranded. Uh, And so we anticipate uh, many hundreds more that we'll be able to uh, rescue over the next couple days. He's doing something. He's to Corey Mills. Corey Mills, you never hear of. You probably don't even know who he is. Corey Mills, congressman. You know, he's local here. He came to the diner several times. Great guys doing it on his own dime. Yep. He's gone over there. He's already brought 72 Americans back. Him and just a couple of buddies. Wow. It's not DeSantis. He's not even the governor. He can't mobilize like that. And he's doing it. We got regular Americans doing what the government should be doing. Looking out for us. They're not looking out for us. He could give a crap. He just wanted a photo op. And then you heard the inspiring speech. This is just riveting. Right. Homeland Security. This is the Department of Homeland Security. The one that says the border is always closed. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. Well, here's a little surprise for you. Homeland Security's legal immigration agency put an employee on leave Wednesday after being confronted with her past history. Here's what cracks me up. The Department of Homeland Security. Do you know how that came about? You guys know, right? Because of? 9-11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, President Bush, and we need a department where we can spend lots of billions of dollars, hire a ton of employees that do absolutely nothing, just like the rest of them. You know how the government does. And they did that. The Department of Homeland Security's master mission is to protect us from terrorism. That's what it was. They don't do that anymore. 
Now they hire people who back terrorists. You think they would have vetted out this woman? Ah, that's it. She's very diverse and equitable and inclusionary. Oh boy. So apparently they hired a woman to be in charge of asylum on the border here in the United States. Okay. She's in charge of who gets asylum, who does, who is considered for asylum. She's not a judge, but she's the one who decides who's considered for asylum. Only 3% of the 3.8 million that came across in the last two years really qualify for asylum. But she's the decider. Well, they found out yesterday that, well, she is to be an operative for the Palestinian Liberation Organization, the PLO. She is pro-Hamas. She went on social media what? and said that Israel purposefully attacked and blew up that hospital. The hospital wasn't blown up. Israel did not send a missile to that hospital. We have proof now. It was a Palestinian Gaza Strip missile that failed because it was made out of plumbing supplies and landed in the parking lot of the hospital, barely scratched the hospital. But it wasn't even shot off by Israel, though, right? No. It was shot shot off by Hamas in Gaza. Actually, it was a subgroup of Hamas. The Jahid, uh, the Jihad organization. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so it turns out, yeah, she, they found out through her LinkedIn profile. you think they would have looked at that before they hired her for the Department of Homeland Security. Oh, boy. Well, the, you know. the profile highlighted her time as a public affairs officer for the PLO, an umbrella, umbrella group that advocates for Palestinians and has been designated as a terrorist organization by the United States Department of Defense. So, Department of Homeland Security's Hire somebody who backs terrorists to uh, decide who gets asylum, who doesn't, who's considered for asylum, who doesn't. And on the United States defense data is her name under terrorism. Wow. <laughs> so you can't make this crap up. Department of, Home, Department of Homeland Security's Mayorkas, right? Yeah. Uh, the border is closed. The border is secure. Can we fire him? Right. He should have been fired a long time ago. Do you see, uh, what's her face? Who? Um, that congresswoman from Wyoming? No. Hageman? No, what She happened? ripped him a new one the other really? day. What did I she have say? watched with absolute fascination as you have danced and dodged and lied. We know you've lied. You know you've lied. And yet you believe that you and your fellow architects of the censorship industrial complex think that you should be able to determine what is and isn't true. You are the walking, talking epitome of the very tyrant that our forefathers recognized would gravitate towards government service. And it is because of people like you that they drafted the First Amendment. Wow. Damn. She was mad. She's pointing at Mallorcas? Yeah. Oh my God! And, and like the, the funny no. part is, her glasses were like uh, uh, magnifying her eyeballs. So <laughs> she was just like laser beams right into him. Those big googly eyes were like, "You sir are the epitome." And I was like, "Wow!" Well, that right. former PLO spokeswoman was uh, was uh, taken out of her job. Another person has been taken out of the potential of her job. A pro LGBTQ international law firm has rescinded its job offer to the president of the New York University Student Bar Association, who issued a statement defending Hamas and oh. the attack on the Jews in Israel October 7th. What? NYU Law Student Bar Associate President Rena Workman was reportedly identified as non was reportedly identified as non-binary, so you know where she's at, and uses they/them pronouns. Issued a statement 
disseminating to the group's student newsletter, declaring unwavering and absolute solidarity with Hamas <gasps> in their resistance against oppression towards liberation and self-determination. So sides, excuse me, they side with terrorists. With killing babies, beheading them, burning families, shooting grandmothers in the face and killing innocent people, civilians who were just dancing at a damn music party. Um, the university said these comments are profoundly in conflict with the Winston and Strawn values. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the firm that she's supposed to have a job at. Uh, Accordingly, the firm has rescinded the law student's offer of employment. Good. The law firm said, as communicated yesterday to all Winston personnel, we remain outraged and deeply saddened by the violent attack on Israel over the weekend. Our heart goes out to the Jewish colleagues that we have there. And that person will say that they're discriminated <clears throat> against. Right. Because of the job. Well, she did. A group of student activists condemned the broader NYU administration and the law firm for not protecting Rihanna as a student and important member of the community. I looked up, what did she do? Uh, she used to hand out Halloween goodie bags to students. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do without you? I don't know. And then she bags. said, to end her statement, she said that uh, the fact that she lost her gig is in of itself... Violence against her. How? Because you're violent against We're not others. offering you the job. That's violence. I, I, okay, <laughs> that's enough. I'm telling you, enough. the mentality is just out there. That is just enough. <clears throat> the hell's wrong with people? I know. I know, man. And then we have the pervs. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. Yeah, so uh, this lady's asleep in her bed like we all do in the middle of the night when she woke to a man in her bed. Tapping her on the shoulder. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that is nightmarish. What would you do? What, what, what do you think your instinct would do right there? What would you do? Uh, reach would, under my pillow, grab my gut, and no, clean not up you. The mess I'm talking later. to Jill because oh. to you, yeah. But well, what, I what would be the first thing you would do? You think you would do? Well, I know that when my husband comes to nudge me and I'm not expecting someone to be there, I turn around and I flinch really fast. So I would yeah. think that I would maybe. Hit yeah. somebody? I don't know. Yeah, she attempted to defend herself before he had a chance to do anything, and he ran away. He was in her bed. She's in the nice. bed? Yeah, oh, she yeah. was in the bed. 64-year-old Wallace oh Miller has been charged with burglary and battery and booked in uh, Bay County Jail in Panama City. She, she, he was, he got in her house and got in bed with her. This is not the first time. Do yeah. you see? Don't call the cops if you come to my house. Call the coroner. Have okay. you? It gets better. Can I just end? Go it ahead. With it? This. How many times has this happened? He is the apartment complex where she lives, maintenance man. No. Yep. No. Yeah. Yep. No. So he was able to let himself in. Yeah. Dude. Oh no. Have you seen the movie? I'm sure you have. It's a. They have an old version and a new version, but the older version is where this happens. It's called When a Stranger Calls. And that's the one about the the babysitter calls coming from inside the house. You remember that oh, movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girl's name in the movie is Jill, which freaks me out, by the way. And in the second one, there's a second one called When a Stranger Calls Back. Uh-huh. There's a, a scene <laughs> in the movie called, he was busy, he had to call back. When a stranger waits on hold. <laughs> <laughs> in the second version, there's a scene where she goes to get into bed with what she thinks is her husband. Uh. But really, the husband's been killed and put in the closet oh. and the murderer is in the bed next to her. Oh, God. And then in the next movie when a stranger calls three party line they have a bunch of people <laughs> oh my it's god a terrifying that is, movie just, that is terrifying it scarred me for life i love movies like that anyway um 
There's a guy here in Florida in Indian Atlantic who decided he wanted to build a man cave. Nice. Okay. He's, he's in a suburb. I mean, it's not much of an Those HOA. As a matter of fact, they approved it. What he did was he got four shipping containers. You know what they are? Yeah, I know they are. Yeah. Had him shipped to his backyard. After getting approval, he didn't do it like, you know, yeah. he went through all the zoning codes. Everything was approved. Um, and he put these shipping containers, two on the bottom. This is the back of his house in his backyard. And two on top of the other two. You know, that's that's all the rage now. A lot of people are building homes out of shipping containers. Well, they're great. Yeah, it's cool looking. Yeah, and plus you can do whatever you want with them. They're safe and they're sturdy and, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he put them on top of each other. He's building a man cave. He he did it. It's beautiful. It's it's you know, painted, there's mm-hmm. windows on it. It looks like part of the house. Yeah, it's corrugated, like most shipping containers. But there's nothing really wrong with it, except that, you know, the second story of the shipping containers, you could see behind his house because he's only a one-story house guy. Yeah. But, of course, there's Karens in the neighborhood that are all upset about this. Potential buyer's going to say, what is this? When she saw these shipping containers being stacked in her neighbor's backyard, she says she and other residents became concerned. This needs to be dismantled and come down. And then- Who do you think you are? Why? Who do you think you are? I live next door. She doesn't live next door. She's four houses down. Oh, uh, well, she's a former real estate agent, so she knows what the code is, and she'll be in charge, because it's an eyesore. But, you know, at least he had... Because I was thinking, sitting there going, oh, God, is it going to be like this really ugly? But at least he had the decency to make it all one color, like it's white. It's all white. I'm, I'm sorry. It's Guy's property. So somebody uh, distributed flyers around the neighborhood, attributed those rules, the zoning rules, and asked neighbors to complain about the construction. Uh, the guy's name, Bofford, said uh, she Bofford. called. What, uh, this person could see it from over her fence. I'm looking at the neighbor's house from the other side. Yeah. Um, but it just looks like a trailer, like if someone had a trailer parked in their yard. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a cargo And you know container. me, I'm a snob above all snobs, but that's, this is like... I'm sorry. I, I get that, you know, oh, it's blocking my view, but at the same time, it's his property. If it was... How about you mind your own business? If it was on the ocean and you were the house behind it and you had a view of the ocean and he put up these shipping containers and now it blocks your view, I get that, but that's not the case here. But you didn't have the ocean view property, he does. There you go. So the, uh, the one complaining, the Karen, her name is Bluma Buffer. Okay. I'm Bluma Buffard, and I think it's an eyesore. Yeah, she saw the shipping containers stacked and went crazy. This needs to be dismantled and come down, and that's it. You're only allowed to have one container in the back for storage purposes. That's all. Yeah, but that's considered. Oh, knock it off. It's not considered storage. This is considered part of the residence. Part well, of the, yeah, because yeah. there's electricity in it, and she saw them putting in plumbing, which means it could be used as a living space, and I'll have it torn down. Yeah, well, they well, said that they, they used a, what they used a stop work order. Yeah, the, the so they uh, couldn't, he well, couldn't he already applied building. for the permit and did right. the thing. Got and the then permit. She said it was mi- issued by mistake because this is just ridiculous. Well, he's being a lot nicer than I think most people would because he said he's willing to work with them on a solution. Yeah, I'll put some containers in their yard. Or you want one, Bluma? Bluma. Well, yeah. Here's what the do they want to do? Put them next to each other instead of on top? What's the? What are they looking for? What's uh, the- she doesn't have anything better to do, and she's being a busybody and doesn't want anybody else to have anything cool. That that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Code allows you to do. The county tells us it issued a stop work order as it evaluates its options. The county says the homeowner seems willing to work toward a solution. 
As far as I'm concerned, there is nothing to decide. Take it down and that's it. No, how about you screw yourself and go away? Yeah, mind your own business, lady. It's not your property. Focus on your property. Let him worry about his, okay? Dismantle it and go away. You know, or at least go charge? get a job at the code enforcement office or something. God. Is she in charge of the HOA or something? What's her I don't job? Know. She's a busy no, she's Karen. Yeah. I'm going to speak to the manager body. of the shipping containers. <laughs> I can't look at this. It's an eyesore. Yeah, they're not. They're not rusted. There's nothing. No, the they're old, all white. They're all white. They're painted. They have windows put in like professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a patio on top with cutout. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks just like it just. If I'd be upset about anything, it'd be construction noise. <sighs> you know, but like, mind your own business, lady. Leave the guy alone. I know. You know, unless there's trees hanging over your property line or something. Like To be fair, some HOAs do a good job, but there's a lot of them out there that are Nazis. Yeah, Yeah. most of them are jerks. There's dirt in your driveway. That'll be $100 every day. I went through Uh, that. Remember that when I wrote bite me into the dirt? Yeah, well, it's the, the it's stupid stuff. Like, I'm sorry, your house has to be the color I decide. Well, unless you're paying for it, I'll paint it whatever I want. I had a neighbor one time that my tree, the tree was in my yard, but it was a humongous tree and the leaves would hang over into her yard, like the branches. I don't know. And I don't, it was right up against the fence. So I don't know if she wanted me to chainsaw it. So it's flat on her side. No leaves go over. Pretty much. But I didn't live there. I lived here in Florida and the house was in Tennessee. And I used to get the nastiest emails from her. She was younger than me too. She worked for a law firm. She was a lawyer. There you go. And she would say, you know, I don't want to have to keep telling you this, but your leaves for your tree and your house keep going over to my yard. And I don't want to have to take legal action. Oh, uh, legal like, action, lady. I bet you don't even pick up the rake to rake them. You're just mad that you have to pay Jorge to do it. I was like, cut down the the damn tree. I don't even live there. I don't give a rat's ass. I don't care what you do with the stupid tree. She'd be like, well, you need to be responsible. It's your tree. I'm like, do you have nothing to do? You're a lawyer and you have two small children. Aren't you busy? Like, what do you, you have, how do you have free time to complain? About leaves. Had an old boss give me some good advice one time. It was never pick your house, pick your neighbors. Mm. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't have any. Yeah, but the problem with neighbors <laughs> is they can come and go. You yeah, can pick that's your neighbors I, and then they move out. That's that's what I'm afraid of. I, I see the telltale signs of a busybody that moved into our neighborhood. There's oh, no really? HOA. No. There's just an architect. She got a golf cart, binoculars? Yeah, she's got all those accoutrements of, of a nosy busybody. Got so her I'm cell just phone, waiting. those little curtains she's peering out mm-hmm. of. No, she's going to have a meeting because the, uh, the guy who runs the... just We just have an architectural review board, which is one guy. I'm sure when he gives it up because he's getting up there in age, I'm sure she, she's going to be the one that spearheads an HOA and come down to... Bring it, beast! Yeah. Spearheads. They like to spearhead, don't they? They love all that stuff. For control. Sure. I must control. Finally, good news. If you're a flyer, United Airlines is actually doing something good. Are they? They're going to load the passengers using common sense. It's, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Guess what they're going to do? They're going to let the window passengers in first uh-huh. because it's, you don't have to climb over people. It's like now we do it mm-hmm. where... Section A, Section B, who paid the most? You go first. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, starting in Chicago, United Airlines is going to let people in the window seats first, then the middle aisle, and then the other aisle. That way, there's not all this bunching up mm-hmm. of people. My favorite is when you go to get into your aisle, and let's say, let's say me and Harold are the window seat and the middle seat, right? So the person that's on the aisle, and you get to that, that row, and they're like, oh. It's like, you're on the aisle. Did you think nobody else was sitting here? Right. You knew you were going to have to, like, if I'm on the aisle and the middle seat, sometimes Harold and I are in the aisle and the middle seat and not the window, and the window seat's empty, it's like, hey, don't buckle your seatbelt yet because somebody's probably sitting here and we're going to have to get up. Right. Right? So you just know, common sense. 
Yeah, well, according to an internal memo from the Chicago-based airline, ABC News reports, they're going to start doing this on the uh, flights beginning October 26th. Not all flights. Right now, they're going to try it on four different routes that are domestic routes and see how customers feel about it. According to United, this change comes at a time when there's a need for more efficiency. Hmm. Well, you know, you just need to make it a little bit easier on people so they don't get so grumpy and start fights on the plane. Yeah. I think this is a double-edged sword, though. Why? Because load the plane faster, but once people realize that, well, now that we're boarding window people you know, in a priority manner, well, we'll have to charge extra for those seats. Well, maybe. I mean, it's think possible. About it. They do it already. Like, you ever notice when you'll buy your tickets together with you and your family, and then if you don't pick your seats for $20 a piece... They put you near each other, but not next to each other. It depends on the airline. Some airlines, yeah, you get I think your they seat. just they move you in that way because they want you to pay to sit by each other. Well, all right. Well, I, I, you know, hey, it's a step in the right direction. We're now ready for boarding on United Airlines. We'll start with first class passengers. All others, please refrain from flipping the bird at them as they walk by. <laughs> Next up, passengers with weird emotional support animals. Really? A llama? Boarding next? Karens. This may take a while. What? Actually, you are speaking to the manager. Okay, next up, drunk passengers. This will go quickly. Most of them are in the Karen group. Boarding next? Members of the Mile High Club. Just be aware that our bathrooms cannot fit two people. They can barely fit one. And lastly, all window seat, middle seat, and aisle seat passengers quick note, you'll all need to check your luggage because at this point, there's no room left in the overhead bins. Again, thank you for flying United and enjoy your flight. Just kidding. There's no way you will. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So I stumbled upon this yesterday and then I took a deep dive into somebody's page. You know how you see a video and you go, they got and you click on their profile and you just to see the type of person they are. So I see this video and it's this kid and it's a viral video. He's got uh, 40,000 followers, by the way. And he's a young kid. I'd say he's probably high school. He's got long hair. He's got braces. And the viral video is him counting how many roaches are in his room. Now, oh, let me, let me, oh, dude. I'm going to paint the picture for you real oh, fast. I already have it painted in my head and it's not good. The room is vile. The room is vile and disgusting, and I thought, I gotta go see. Is this just one day? Did he let it get this bad, or is it always like this? So Did I you go. see the one I killed in the hall yesterday? Yes, yes I saw you left it. it there. Humongous. Yeah, I wanted to display my my uh, carcass. Um, this kid appears to live with his parents. I, like I said, high school, long hair, braces, facial hair, recently shaved it off because I think he made a bet with somebody online. He makes videos about how bad his life is because his room is so gross but yet doesn't proceed to try to clean any of it. His, his bathroom, his toilet, his clean, shower. Yeah, and I, so I can't decide. The reason I was doing this was I was trying to kind of vet it to see if it was fake just to get social media attention or if he really lives like this. Uh, but just take a listen to this. Roach check. Today I'm going to be counting how many roaches I have in my room. Okay. So, of course, we have the rats, and the rats have been eating a lot of roaches since oh. I introduced them to my habitat. But... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight roaches on that towel. One, two, right there. There's another roach right there. And then we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen on this side. Oh, ten on the top. 
or 20. Uh, 21, 22, 23, Where? 24, 25, 26, 27. And I'm sure it's more under the bottle cap, so we'll just call it an even 30. Also, I did spill coffee all over my keyboard. This broke my heart. As you guys know, I've had this keyboard for a long time. And I actually did get a little emotional. It's hard to say goodbye to an old friend. Um, I don't really have any friends, so this was a big deal for me. I wonder why. But, you know, I replaced it, so it's fine. Who cares? And you're more upset about the keyboard than the roaches, and then you had to introduce rats what? into your inhabitat. Where's he talking that he's so, counting? Where, at the where, beginning, he says, "Let's." There's the towel, just, I get it. There's a towel rolled up on the ground, and they're like stuck to the he's towel. He's a pig. Then he picks up oh. a trap, which I guess is supposed to be a roach trap. Now, here's here's the really bad part. So some of them are really teeny tiny, and some of them are huge, which means they've laid eggs. There's adults, and there's babies, and there's. <laughs> There's things smushed into the carpet. Some of them are dead on the desk, and he's just got open food containers oh, everywhere. He's a pig. He's got spilled milk, and then in one of the other videos, so now you know I said I had to go do some recon, right? So now I'm like, okay, I gotta listen to some of these other videos. Another one was where he's upset because his parents made him wash his bed sheets, and he said they don't even smell like me anymore. They just smell like clean sheets. With, oh. with which, why even get into bed if your sheets uh. don't smell like you? Buddy, you thinking, better get a job. I'd be booting you out Jazzy Jeff style right out the front door. Right? It was, or at least you get a fire hose in there. The fact that somebody could live like that on purpose just to get views, I, doesn't, I can't comprehend it. It doesn't sink into my brain. Is he in a bad neighborhood? Is it I, a they don't run show down the, home? Is you can't the room see look? the outside of the house. All you see is there's a bed in the corner that's kind of a twin bed, kind of shoved in there, no sheets on it. It's like a rolled up blanket and like an old pillow, no pillowcase on it, right? Right. Then he's got a really nice gaming computer because this is of what he course. does for a living. He right. says he's a video streamer and a creator. Yeah, right. So he, how do you keep the roaches out, out of that? Well, there was one episode episode of this horrific television show that he cleans his computer. So he takes the back off oh, of it. Of course, no. it's covered in dust and it's got stuff everywhere. Because um, I've seen people do pranks before. Yeah, I know. Fully computer with roaches. No, my favorite one was when they filled the back of the computer with Baked black beans. beans. Oh, yeah, yeah, coffee beans. <laughs> and, yeah. They, and then they act like no, it was no big deal, and the guy comes to fix it, and he's like, there's so there beans in here. beans back here. Made me laugh. Why would you do this to a computer? Uh, what? What are you talking about? So that was on TikTok, 40,000 views. Speaking of TikTok, ready for this? There's a new I feel trend. so much dumber now. It's the dregs of humanity on there. No, you're going to go home and your house is going to feel spotless after yeah. you, you watch that video. <laughs> Make yourself feel better about it. And I know that that's the trend. Look, you're going to see all different kinds if you're on social media. Some people aren't. There's two different types of like viral trends going on. One of them is the ultra clean house that's super organized and everything has its place and they have the containers with the labels and you see the lady putting the snacks in the thing with the fridge and there's that whole group, right? And then there's roach rat inhabitant. Then I told you about- Inhabitant. I told you about the, the mom that I saw that said, hey, can we please normalize messy houses and actually living in our homes? Now there's a difference I would like to point out between actually living in your home and having a filthy home. Right? Like, there's, if your house can be messy, you have kids, there's toys everywhere. I mean, I, I have a kid, I get it. But clutter and filth are two different things. Completely. That's, that's very important to say. And remember, I showed you the video and she yeah. had the, the vacuum was in the middle of the kitchen, the, the couch pillows were completely all over the place, not even on the couch. There was food and cereal smushed into the cushions. That's oh. And I thought, that's not normal everyday living. That's just filthy. Yeah, lazy. 
Yeah, it is really what it comes down to. You just don't feel like doing the thing. Right. Um, this TikTok trend has to do with uh, aesthetics on your face. Uh, giving yourself a dimple. You did the story last week about how women, the new thing was, it's like a sticker for a belly button making your mm-hmm. legs seem longer. Yeah. Or is it, was it a tattoo? Uh, it was a sticker tattoo that you put on and and uh, you put it higher up and pull your skirt up and makes your legs look longer. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Stupid. Um, so <laughs> it makes your butt right. look lower? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, they're selling something called dimple makers um, and it pinches your cheek from the outside and the inside so it creates a temporary dimple. Like, Sounds like it hurts. Like it does old, sound like it hurts. Like an Ethan Allen couch cushion? You mean like those little buttons? It comes in pairs. It said, yeah, it's... Uh, Sounds similar to that. I know that's not, you're joking, but that's similar to what it is. Yeah. So each one is a loop of metal with a bead on each end, and you slip them around yeah. the corners of your mouth, and the oh. beads pinch your cheeks from the outside and the inside, and it creates a little dent in the middle of your cheek. Ow. What? Well, I guess it's better than the using fat. the, the uh, office hole punch like I've been doing. <laughs> Dermatologists are saying, please don't do this. It could restrict blood flow, killing the underlying fat, and it could create scar tissue. And it could actually damage the nerves in your face. How insecure, how insecure are you and in need of attention that you would do that to do you yourself? Think it's an, I, I, I'm not dismissing the fact that, yes, some people do it for insecu- because they have insecurities. The other part, I think, is we live in a world where people will do and risk and sacrifice anything to get a click on social media. I can't imagine that. I Are can't either. A, a big enough thing to warrant the the change? If I mean, it just seems like a slight little thing, you know, not like a boob job or a facelift. Those are drastic changes to your appearance. This is like one small little thing. Is it juice really worth a squeeze there? My assumption, and again, it's just an assumption, would be that if you're on TikTok and they're on TikTok and it's a viral TikTok trend and you do the hashtag of the trend and your video pops up, you're going to get more likes and that's all people care about, unfortunately. Right, right. All right, so I failed this next story. I'm going to admit it right now. Yeah, you did. I was supposed to get audio for this. I know. It would have been great. What? Who? What? Pauly from Rocky. You got to get, you can get some, but you got to watch out. Pauly. They curse he, a lot. Pauly now. curses a lot. Yeah. Oh. If you've ever seen the Rocky movies, Pauly, who was like, I think, one of the best parts of the oh, whole movie. He's the he's the best. He's uh, such a loser. Yeah, but I love when he gets the ro- the robot. Rosie, is that her name? What's her name? I don't remember that part. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, he, it's, was that it's Rocky, Rocky Seven? Like four or something. Oh, you see, I didn't go that far. Um, his name's Burt Young in real life. He died earlier this month, 83 years old. He was also in Back to School. He played uh, Robert uh, Rodney Dangerfield's uh, limo driver and bodyguard. Did he? It was That was another great role that he had because that was a really good one. He always played like these tough guy roles. Um, but yeah, six Rocky movies he was in and he passed away earlier this month. It makes oh, me sad. Oh, Pauly. I love Polly. Uh, and finally, hey, there's a new trend. I keep talking about trends. This one is, it makes more sense than the, the dimple trend. It's called the Swedish death cleaning trend. You know what that is? Uh-uh. Sounds spooky. Yeah, I thought it had to do with death, like as far as like you're going to die while you do it. No, it's about keeping your house clean and tidy and not a lot of clutter and things organized so that if something happens to you and you die, your relatives aren't left with all of your junk trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, So basically getting your life in order so if something happens to you, now you gotta be careful now. I I mean, take a look at your life, your house, even if you live alone, 
you die, somebody's coming in, and what if you have some embarrassing stuff? Oh, yeah. No, delete my browser history immediately. That, well, not just <laughs> oh, on the computer, do we, do we but in real first? life. We, you know, get what to, if, we get to look first. Oh, no way. What if you have embarrassing junk just lying around, and you die, and they come in, and they got to go through everything? Like what a are sculpt- these rubber legs? Oh, Oh, yeah. oh my. I mean, there needs to be a service that comes in first before your family's allowed in. Wow. You've decluttered your home with the Swedish death cleaning trend. But are you prepared for your family to find everything you decided to keep? Get protected with 1-800-GOT-EMBARRASSING-JUNK. Naughty photos, smoking accessories, <clears throat> neck massagers, harnesses and whips. <laughs> Even that old DVD collection will get hauled away after you pass away. They say you never know the time or place you're going to die. And I prefer my relatives don't know about a few times in a couple of places, if you know what I mean. All you have to do is point at your troubling possessions. And then when you take your final bow, we'll take your embarrassing junk to its final destination. A landfill. I dated a woman behind my husband's back and kept a few Polaroids. 1-800-GOD-EMBARRASSING-JUNK will make sure he never sees them. Enjoy the peace of mind today to rest in peace tomorrow with 1-800-GOD-EMBARRASSING-JUNK. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 